So we have well, a everybody. very special guest this week on Ladies of the Hunt. Everybody all- welcome into our stream, the first lady of the hunt, Renee VDB. Yeah, oh, one and only. <laughs> Hello, hunters. We are so excited to have you. Thank you so much for inviting me. I'm I'm thrilled to be here. So, uh, we wanted to have you on because, well, I had listened to Marlov's interview with you a while back, and uh, I ended up with a lot of little random questions. Um, so. We're hoping to get to know you a little bit better, if that's okay. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and Kivo says, uh, Renee always looks like a different person every time I see her. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I think he, I think he likes your haircut. <laughs> like my haircut. Yeah. I love oh, it. Thank you. <laughs> I like so that look. Yeah, I like to mix it up. <laughs> <laughs> love, love, love. Uh, Well, we're really lucky to have you on, Renee. I know the hunters are going to be really excited to get to know you more. And it was awesome getting to know your mom more last week. And for anybody who missed it, obviously, the biggest news of the year is that um, Mom Loves You is mom of Renee, VDB, which is amazing. Indeed. (laughs) How did that phone call go, by the way, after the stream? Was it a positive one? Uh, Yeah, it was definitely positive. Um, My mom, I don't know if she's watching the stream because I can't see any of the comments, but she gave me a call and she said, how did I do? Uh, (laughs) I hope I didn't say anything that uh, bothered you. And I said, no, not at all. You did great. You look lovely. And it was fun. You know, it was awesome to see her. Uh, she loves the game. Like, she really, really loves the game. We could tell. Yeah. Yes. So. <laughs> yeah. Like, we all do. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. exactly. She is here. She says, hi, Renee. Go get him, Tiger. <laughs> <laughs> hi, Mama That's awesome. Bear. <laughs> yes. Well, so your mom is such a huge fan of the game. We have to ask, how often do you get to hunt? You know what? Okay, so I hunt daily, but my definition of daily is different than other people's definition of daily. So I probably spend, I would say, like 15 minutes a day hunting. So that's not that's not significant enough to really place anywhere where you would, you know, you would see me in the ranks. Um, But I do do it. I do it as part of my morning routine. So as long as I get out and go walking, I've always been for the most part, I've always been a walking hunter uh, since the nice. first launch, like very first launch. Um, that's what I hunted. And so it was pretty crazy to see when mom loves you joined the game uh, that she was just like blowing past my rank. I was like, how is she doing this? And she was making strategies. And I, oh said, this is, I said, this is crazy. <laughs> so so yeah. did it happen like just like that? Like she just literally blew past you and you're like wait mom you didn't even tell me how much you loved this game (laughs) exactly yes so when she joined the game so basically invited her and invited all of my family and to be honest I did not expect her to take to the game the way she did I figured you know maybe my brother or sister they would have or um, perhaps my cousin who's a little bit younger I thought my mom would sign up to support but I didn't think she would do this because she's never played a game before so it was pretty I mean, it was it was pretty wild to see how much she took to it. Um, And it's funny because 
when she actually first joined the game, she created her account, Mom Loves You. And to me, it was like, oh, I was like, Mom, did you have to put something more obvious? <laughs> you know, it's like, it's, it's a dead it's giveaway. Like, exactly, it was a dead giveaway from me. So I sure. figured it was obvious to anybody else playing the game. It's like, okay, there's 20 people in here and mom loves you. <laughs> we <laughs> so, had no clue. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's, clue. It was only obvious to me. So it felt kind of like, oh, like a little bit embarrassing. But then at the same time, you know, as more players came in and, you know, she was a diehard hunter. It was like, okay, this is cool. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I that think is... we all just took her as like a supportive mom out there, you know. I mean, yes, especially during sure. COVID, it's like everyone needed, you know, a loving mom. So she was like that supportive person for someone that didn't. Ha- I, I, I saw her as like the free mom hugs kind of person, you know. Yes. Yeah, yes. exactly. For all of us, for the community. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So awesome. So what was it like seeing her on the show? Did did you, uh, did were, were you surprised by anything or? Uh-huh. No, I wasn't surprised by anything. Um, it was it was really cute. I liked it. I, yeah, I don't know if that sounds like cute, but it was it was nice to see her. So I definitely was like looking to the screen. I was like, what's she gonna say? <laughs> Some of the questions you asked her, I was like, hmm. But uh, no, it was it was really nice to see her. And just you know, I mean, every pretty much all the players. I'm I feel like I try to tune into any stream. That was something that in this game I wanted to. I know Illusion Weaver is extremely active in uh, the Discord and all over. And I said, well, what's something I could just really do to support? Because I didn't feel like it could be as in real time, mm-hmm. you know, on the Discord respond. So I said, okay, anybody who streams content, anybody who makes YouTube videos, let me just watch it and log it. And so I've always, like, from any hunter, I try if I can to subscribe and just jump in and follow along and, you know, show support and, you know, just really keep in touch with the whole community. It's, it's honestly blown my mind how incredible, you know, people have really taken to this. It's yeah. I could have never imagined. Well, we definitely yeah, appreciate your support. Yeah. I was going to oh, yeah. say your, your mom coined the phrase perfectly, like came for the crypto stayed for the game, but also like staying for the community because everybody's just so amazing and um yeah it you guys have totally cultivated this army slash cult of <laughs> please uh, no cult cult. Of does that work <laughs> <laughs> no, but we all oh, i mean we can't wait for this game to um grow to its like maximum potential because it i mean all of us clearly see that and um no just can't thank you enough not cult like but we exactly, uh, are yeah. how we, we are not a we cult. Are. <laughs> you're how free to leave. We don't want you to leave, but you're free to leave. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, it blows my mind how positive and mature the community is. I mean, and that's got to be a testament to the game. Like, there are so many games out there, and they create these horrible, nasty oh, communities. Yeah. And somehow this game just attracted wonderful people. Well, okay, so what I can say is um, this was something that Illusion Weaver really set out to do from the beginning. So um, I was talking about the early, early days before there was even like the very first demo, you know, to really try it. Was he Mm -hmm. said, one of the most important things is to build a strong, healthy um, community 
Um, all games that are going to succeed have a community around it. And to be honest, as he was describing that and telling me his vision, I didn't fully see what he meant by that. I said, okay, of course, you know, community engagement and, you know, talking and supporting was important. But it was literally when the Discord, for example, was first set up, he would be in there and any person that joined, he would say hello, he would talk to them, he would. And so I think that's and what ended up happening was because he did that, um, the very first people that came into the game did that to other new players. So they would just volunteer and say, hi, how are you doing? Where are you from? You know, yeah. and just engage. And so it kind of just set this tone. And I think that's so important because we all know the internet can be a completely nasty place. You know, mm-hmm. even though we're all human beings behind the keyboard, um, you know, it's very rare for somebody to say good morning and somebody to respond to you. You know, yeah. that's that's yeah. not a common thing on the internet <laughs> or in any community. So, yeah, yeah. he's definitely amazing. leading by example, which is amazing. Yes. yes. Yeah. And yeah, it, took, it took, I will say this, it took a lot of effort because you can imagine, you know, starting a game from the ground up, you have 10,000 things to do, you have your time, mm-hmm. but making, a, making an effort to be there for the community, to ask questions, to solve. You remember in the beginning, it was um, if you needed something in your area to get started, to like manually go in, look at the area and do that, that took a lot of time. Yeah. You know, a lot of effort. Yeah. There were times that I'm thinking like, it's okay. You know, he's like, no, 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 you gotta like, you have to cultivate the first players because they're going to invite other people and that's what's going to get the game going. Yeah. And he didn't just like farm that out to someone. He did it personally himself. And I, I know that that was a huge thing when I started to see the head developer of the game in the chat regularly. I was like, wow, like you never see that. And yeah, Yeah. I was super impressed by that from the very beginning. Even still to this day. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. Like, I, I, I see the other side, like behind the keyboard, and it's like meeting, meeting. Okay, jump into Discord. Okay, devs, devs. Okay, mods, jump into Discord. You know, so it's like always consistently making time. And sometimes I really, I, I'm sure he's listening. I don't know if he's in the chat right now. I, I'm sure he's listening. But uh, there's times when I don't like, I do not have energy. I have a lot of energy. I don't have that much. So, so it's pretty, yeah, it was very intentional and um, it's really shaped how I see um, starting game or any, any community, anything you want to build to make those connections and then set the tone that you want to see in your, in your game. Yeah. Yeah. That's good words of advice. Yes. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So, so, One of the things that I remember from Marlov's interview with you was Mm -hmm. um, you had mentioned that you had a degree in, like, the biological sciences. And I'm like, well, that's interesting if she's in video games. Like, (laughs) so you must have gotten that with, like, some different dream in mind when you were younger. So, like, what, what was it that you wanted to do? And how did you end up here? I always, okay. I'll say this. When I was young, I thought I wanted to be a doctor. And it's because um, things that were gory or unusual never bothered me. So if there was, like, I remember asking my mom, mom, can you bring, like, a chicken's heart back home? I want to, like, <laughs> look into it. Wait, and where was your mom that she could bring back home a chicken's heart? 
Go to the butcher. Hearts from the butcher. And I just wanted to, I don't know. I don't know why I would get ideas in my head, but I just wanted to okay. Like, let me peel this off. Let me open this up. Oh, I can see the chamber's part. Oh, that's so cool. So I would do that. And then I would just built in you. Yeah. I would have experiments in the refrigerator. And so there, I would say, don't touch my, don't touch my stuff, mom. Like, leave it alone. Or my brother, like, don't touch it. I'm, I'm like doing an experiment. And they're like, okay, whatever. <laughs> so they just left me alone. It's so cool. Yeah. So I was just back. I, I was the same way. So did you watch the Discovery Health Channel when you were younger and like watch the surgeries and stuff? Because I did that. I, yeah, I, I didn't watch that, but I watched, yeah, I was I was interested in in that genre and that um, that world, I guess. You could well, say. So I, it just seemed natural. I think everybody just said, oh, Renee's the doctor. Renee's, you know, that's what she's going to go into. And I remember in our last stream, you were saying, um, I know Marvin's house mentioned something about, were, were you the one that used to read like the encyclopedia growing up <laughs> or yes. something like that? You, you were like, I read the dictionary and the encyclopedia. <laughs> yeah. I figured, you know, and it, it's kind of weird because with the dictionary said, so, well, let me just, I'll know every word if I read it like cover to cover. And then, you know, I probably got somewhere in it and then, you know, oh. stop or you come back to it. But it was, it was really interesting just to like, learn different words or learn the connections between words etymology all of that so that was pretty cool and like cool to me um and then what else the uh encyclopedias so we had a, a set of encyclopedias in our house and so sometimes after school i didn't want to do homework i would just go pull out an encyclopedia and just read and i remember i'll never forget the one entry about fiber optics and i was just completely fascinated with like internal light reflection and i was like yeah. whoa like like this is crazy like how this is the whole thing it was just crazy. Yeah. so yeah so i think i was always an extremely curious person and i will say that jeopardy was my favorite show which is like a serious like nerdy thing to be into <laughs> Hey, I'm no, right there not with you. I was the same. <laughs> I was definitely the same. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. My experiments oh my were always random, like household things put together to see how they react to each other. And like, yeah. And then it was exactly. like cooking. I, I got really into cooking and the like chemistry of oh. cooking and baking and stuff. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. There's so, I think now there's so many shows. I remember like Alton Brown had his mm -hmm. show about like, like you would go and analyze like if you put this and this and yeah, just really, it's interesting for interested minds. That's perfect. Yeah. So and it sounds like the chat, that's kind of where the trivia, you know, kind of fits in with you and how you fit in so well with the, you know, coin hunt world and creating this amazing game. Cause you were like, Oh, I got this. Don't worry. Uh, I was like, okay, I'm right in my, I'm right in my lane. This is, perfect like I seriously think I have the perfect job I love it um yeah so that is the best thing to hear like literally from anybody but from you especially <laughs> yeah <laughs> so I, I did some research on you um Ooh, I mean it was okay. pretty basic I just looked up your Twitter um, <laughs> and uh, okay. I saw that um you created this other video game before coin hunt world called microcosmic worlds uh yes. that was like a virtual reality like science learning game 
And yeah. I was like, okay, that makes so much sense for like the trivia stuff. And now knowing, you know, your background and being super curious about things like that just sounds like you. Yes. Yeah, I created that. Um, so I started a company called Code on VR. And at that time, so interestingly, when I met Yudin, Illusion Weaver, but when I, I'll call him Yudin, but when I met Yudin, <laughs> um, he was like, he was actually only one or two weeks in the U.S. And um, like we, we connected and he was telling me about like this virtual reality and it's going to change the world. And if you know, if you really know him, you know that when he's passionate about something, like he will, he will show you a vision that is just so like, he'll open your eyes to something. And so I was like, what, what is this virtual reality? He's like, oh yeah. You know, it was like super, super, super early. I mean, like connected with the founder of Oculus, like the whole thing right there at the epicenter. And so um, I said, well, I want to try this virtual reality thing. He said, no, 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 there's like nothing out yet for it. I was like, what are you talking about? There's nothing. I said, no, but I can tell you it's amazing. I tried the prototypes and like, okay. I was like, sure. But when I put it on, it was the very first, for anybody that is familiar with virtual reality and Oculus and the whole history behind it, the very first developer kit was, well, they call it DK1. And that was the first kit that was sent out to all developers creating virtual reality content. And so we put oh, it on. I didn't on. realize they did that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So just so before the commercial product came out, there was okay. uh, I know that the main ones were DK1, DK2. And I don't know if there was another version before they actually released the first one. But it was a chance for developers like to it was this was in 2013. Okay. And so um, pretty much like I remember being I mean, the experiences were like bar none, some of the most exciting things I've ever done because it was an entire community of all people making virtual reality. So like wow. almost like the who's who, like I remember standing in, um, gosh, I can't remember, but it was like, like a soundstage in LA. I got to see how um, 3D models are created, like how your photograph from all different angles turned into an avatar and a character, how you're rigged and animated, all of this stuff. And I was just like blown away. So like, oh yeah, this is where we film uh, like, avatar and this is where tom cruise like all of this stuff and i was just like wow like i'm in that space to just see how it's all created and so i was just completely fascinated and i remember back then it was something called um vrla and so it was all different developers and people would come from other states but it was like the biggest virtual reality kind of conference and gathering and we would come together um developers just like exchanging ideas and it was awesome. And so just being in that environment, seeing it, I said, I have to create something here. There's no way I could have this much like access to developers and to knowledge. And so I switched out of what I was doing, which was more in um, like digital marketing, e-commerce. And I said, I'm going full speed into virtual reality. And I had no experience. But I knew- Wow, you created a whole game. That is yes. so cool. Yes, I had- like going into it, I had, I had no freaking idea what I was doing. And I can tell you this, anytime you create something you've never done before, you're going to have like tears, heartbreak, like freak outs. Like when your stuff isn't working and you're lugging your equipment and you're trying to do a demo and you're like, what the heck am I doing? Why did I decide to do this situation? But it's amazing because no matter what, you will figure it out. Like you have to, you can, you know, like either you're going to go home and just cry or you're going to figure it out. 
And so I just decided, I mean, there are so many, there are so many days, so many nights where I would be up, but I knew, and I think from like a science background, you could just break anything down into its parts and you say, okay, you know, you, you just treat it like a project like that. You just break it down into many parts and you just figure it out as you go along. And then, yeah, I just assembled a team of stellar um, developers was on the internet contacting people from all around the world. Okay, can you create this? Can you help me with this? And wow. then, yeah, we just came together. We created um, a product. It's on Steam right now. It, oh, it is. Very, yes, yeah. It's available for download. You can download it if you want to. If you have a VR headset, it requires That's a VR headset. Happen. Oh, yeah. No. But I, didn't get myself I, don't, I don't have an <laughs> oculus rift but uh my boyfriend's brother does and my friend uh, yeah i'll make it happen <laughs> it's okay awesome so. awesome it hasn't been i mean it's it's perfect everything's good to go it hasn't been updated because if you know like anything about the vrc gosh i'm trying to think we released it in 2017 like the final um product came out in 2017 um, but it was, I would say it was one of the most difficult things I've ever done. Um, but it was so gratifying. And to be honest, like everything after that just feels like easy. <laughs> Even though it's not easy, it's like, okay, you got this. Like stress, it's like, okay, just, you know, tasks that you have to do, but it don't really get very stressed at all. Well, that's good. <laughs> yeah. So does that mean we can see like, you know, the QBverse kind of heading this way into virtual reality someday? I would definitely say that coming from both Yudun. So I don't know if he's ever really talked about his previous project. He created, and I was, to an extent, I was part of that team as well. Um, but for me, I just felt like there were things that I wanted to do my way. Like when you're a game designer, you have a vision, like you map out this entire vision, right? And then you're sharing your vision with your developers to build this vision out. So Yurun is very um, passionate about his vision and he knew exactly where it was going to go. And for me, I felt like, okay, I have ideas I want to do. So I knew the only way to get them out was to create my own. And so I can definitely say that the QBverse or this world that we're building um, is definitely influenced by the experience coming from virtual reality first and then building this out. And I'm really excited about the Cubiverse and where everything's going because, you know, with virtual reality, people are limited by not having the physical hardware. Everybody has a mobile phone, right? right. So starting with Coin Hunt World was a very important step to, to start where we're at and then get us to where we're going. Wow, uh, talk so about a power couple. <laughs> Yeah, Weaver did mention um like at least once in the Discord, um or someone mentioned the virtual universe uh thing. And so I watched that little uh, video he did with the uh what was it, a journalist he showed around that area. Yeah. And then um I saw his like Grand Canyon experience yeah. thing and I do my research. <laughs> yes, absolutely. That was that's was all so cool. And here's the thing: at the time, like I'll tell you this, like, it's weird how I think developers are slightly uh, game developers are slightly masochistic because it's like <laughs> you're you're literally beating your head against something that has never been created before. 
Mm -hmm. And with um, the Grand Canyon experience and what you saw um, with that virtual reality experience, he was literally on the cutting edge of what had been created. People working at Epic were working with him and the team to say, okay, how were you guys able to manage this light reflective blah, 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 you know, like, and then working with that. And then, you know, just having that, the people that are making the engines, like, I don't know how familiar are with game development. Okay. Yeah. Well, it's powered by, okay. So, I'm just saying, okay, so like, um, well, you can look into it if you want to, but um, there's pretty much two main gaming engines that are where people develop their games in. And so one of them is Unity and the other is Unreal Engine. Unreal Engine is made by Epic and Epic has, you know, they're, um, they made many successful games. And so they open up their platforms for game developers to build games on top of. Um, and so when you're doing something as cutting edge as what he was working on, um, Epic will reach out to you and want to work with you about how to make the engine better, change performance, make improvements, things like that. So it's pretty exciting. Sounds like nice. it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Incredible. Yeah. No so, plans for the future. Oh, we've got, like I think, a lot an, more in store. Yeah. It sounds like we you've really... had an interesting journey so far. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And who knows where it's going? I'm just, I'm just going along for the ride. So, yeah. That is so cool. So, well, and to be like in a position where you feel so passionate about um, your line of work now is, I mean, the, oh, yeah. the best, I, I'm sure the best feeling in the world, but it's exciting. Uh, that's an incredible. Yeah, definitely. So do you have any games you plan for the future or are you working um, on now? Or is it mostly like coin hunt world dominated now? Like I would say a hundred percent of, my mind is on coin hunt world. Like, I'll, I mean, of course, okay, not 100% of my mind, but 100% of my professional mind is coin hunt world. So where awesome. we're going, I, I mean, I wake up, I, I remember, well, I wake up and I'm thinking, actually my brain is most active in the morning, first thing in the morning. Mm-hmm. And so I have like so many ideas and I'm just like, okay, how am I going to filter all of these out? <laughs> I can't, I can't share them with the Lucian Weaver because he has his own thoughts in mind and what he's working on. So it's like, let's have breakfast yeah. <laughs> <laughs> on the computer and start pushing it out. So no, I'm not thinking about any other future games. I think Coin Hunt is the future. That's so so cool. speaking yeah. of the future of Coin Hunt, you had mentioned the whole idea of trivia 3.0. So how close are we to that? the localization of questions. Yes. So actually questions are being localized. Um, Really when I think of localization, I think of, and I I shared this with Marlof, is I like, it's not just about translation, right? We could translate, but if we lose the context or the meaning or they're not culturally specific, then what's the point of, you know, question? Okay, let me me just give an example. Like um, I would not want to have translate what, is New Jersey known for? Like, what food is New Jersey known for? Because somebody in sure. Colombia would be like, what? Like, this is not <laughs> relevant. Yeah. So we have to put in a different hat when we think of um, different countries. Like, what food and drinks are popular? What cinema is popular? What books are popular? And there's a lot that overlaps. And so where we see overlap, then we could just do a translation. But then where we see that we need to do more in-depth uh, culturally uh, relevant content, 
then that's when it comes to, um, you know, really building a team that can answer that. So there's a lot that's on the table, a lot still being designed. Um, and so I really want to refine it because right now we're in 2.0. Um, the first trivia, the 1.0 was the content that we had delivered from a, a content company. And for me, um, no shade on them, but I felt like, oh, like some, of, some of the questions that irked me the most were questions that we wrote. Um, like the pelican oh, speak. Yeah. The pelican speak. I'm like, really? Like, what if he was not eat? Like, all of those ones, I'm like, okay. <laughs> but if I had my way, let's see, here's the interesting thing. So I always have to balance out between what I think is difficult. So a lot of times there's a lot more trivia that's not in the game yet because for one reason or another i felt like if you put this in this may overpower the category or turn it a little bit this way we don't want to turn people off because some people say i like they would say i avoid art mm-hmm. and then i love especially with the new well with the photo trivia that has the paintings mm-hmm. like now you get to see the paintings and all the paintings like the best way to think about it is if you look at the 100 most influential paintings you're going to see it in our game yeah. So yeah, if you I, want I to avoid like, fashion. Fashion, right. <laughs> well, I love fashion, Renee. I, I heard, <laughs> I heard I'm the, the like, one that stays away from art. <laughs> yeah. No, I heard the in, the like it, the example question uh, for fashion, which was like talking about the name of a certain type of clothing and like that I'm fine with. And there's some of them in there. But then there's those questions like who wore what to what event mm. or and I'm like yeah. Uh-uh. I, there's no way I'm going to know that stuff. Exactly. <laughs> but we've, we've actually had this debate about the food and drink category. I think okay. it's super easy because I'm a foodie like you. Uh-huh. <laughs> and then Zach and Beats and Marvin's mom are like, I don't know the food and drink stuff. We avoided all costs. I'm like, come on. It's so easy. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't think it's easy, but... Yeah, but I guess it depends on what foods you like and if you're adventurous. Yeah, I'm not saying you're not adventurous, but (laughs) I just don't know the food that every state is known for, I guess. Yeah. And um, like, luckily today I I chose a food and drink question and it was what is Colorado known for? And thank God the first part of the answer had Rocky Mountain oysters. (laughs) Like, okay, Rocky Mountain's done. And Marvin's house was just in Colorado. So that was an easy one. Do you know what Rocky Mountain oysters are? I'm assuming oysters? No. I'll let you answer that for you. No, because then sweet bread was another option, and Marvin's house said that sweet bread is the same thing as oysters, and then he got me all confused. <laughs> I was like, okay, what are you talking about? <laughs> I'm pretty sure that know. Rocky Maybe Mountain oysters. I'm pretty sure Rocky Mountain oysters are the same thing as what we call <clears throat> calf or lamb fries here. What the uh, heck is that? Lamb fries is like fried bulls balls. Yes. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. There's no oysters in Colorado. <laughs> I mean, you can have oysters anywhere, but I didn't understand the Rocky Mountain oysters at all. <laughs> yeah. like, okay, well, thankfully that that part was there. <laughs> See, I'm oh. definitely a foodie. Like, it is my goal um, to try every food in the world at least once. So if I ever go somewhere where there's something on a menu that I've never had before, that's what I order every single time. 
my my uh, on my list for California is abalone because I've never gotten a chance to see abalone because it only really exists in California when you're in the states. So that's something I'm going to have to eat in California when I go. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> What's what uh, California known for? I don't even know. Well, I know the answer is avocado toast, and oh, it's just yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, but like, what about before two thousand and twenty? No, I'm kidding. That's very fitting. Yeah. So, no, Renee, love- for oh, sorry. I was going to say, for those who um, didn't get a chance to listen to the episode that you did with um, Marlov, which was super informative, at least I found, um, regarding like where the trivia comes from and how much influence you have on it. And um, I mean, even knowing like what your favorite question is in the trivia would be, I'd be curious to know. But like, um, I know you said the content trivia 1.0 came from a content creating, uh, was it a site or... Um, yeah, it's a company that creates content for um, game shows, all of that. Oh, okay. Yeah. Cool. So, and then Trivia 2.0, like, how how does that work? And you say 3.0 is coming. So do you have, like, a little bit more influence now in the trivia? And are you tweaking, like, based on the content that they gave you? Or what? how does it work now, like, moving yeah. forward? So I would say from the very first content that was delivered, um, I would say I... I would say, like, when it comes to the trivia, I've had, like, complete control. So, um, yeah. So I think I found the content company. I said, you know, I always wanted to research and then pitch it. And so when we got it, it was perfect for what we needed to, like, jumpstart the game. Because, you know, imagine investing, like, hours and weeks just building out a trivia database. And we don't have players, right? So it's better to, to first get it going and then add to it or modify it. So that was the logic behind um, that. And then the 2.0 was saying, okay, now see what do players like? How are they answering it? Um, I learned so much. I mean, there's, I would say in 2.0, I was really taking into account. One was a lot of people in the beginning were Googling all the questions. And so we didn't have a good gauge for difficulty, right? If people just Google, you can ask the most obscure question, but if Google can return an answer, then you know, do we really know whether they know the question or were they just Googling it? So obviously that changed when we implemented the timer. Um, and then the other thing was we, we can ask a question that, so this is part of all 2.0, like thinking and improving the game, right? We can ask a question that makes it more difficult to Google. So even though the question could be an easy question, uh, I'm trying to think of an example. Um, Okay, the question is, uh, okay, who wrote Cat in the Hat? Right, Dr. Zeus, right? So if if you just Google, yeah, if you just Google, like, well, I'm not going to start it right now, but um, who Googled, or I'm sorry, ask Google that question, you'll get the answer returned to you quickly. But then Mm -hmm. we we can ask the same question, but differently such that it's hard to Google. And that would look like... um, which book was written by Dr. Seuss? And then yes. Google yeah. would have a much harder time trying to figure out what your answer. So it would just maybe put a list of them. So, of course, you can then go down the list, but you don't have a clean answer. You'd have to search through it. So by cha- by making those slight changes, we can actually make it harder. Um, adjusting my camera. We can make it harder to Google 
and um, not really influence the difficulty of the question. So it was thinking about that, mm-hmm. thinking, taking a lot of things into account. Um, one thing I would say in the 2.0 is said, what, what makes it difficult? Sometimes you may not know the answer to a question, but through process elimination, you can get the correct answer, right? So how closely related are the answer options? If one of the things I like to do is if it's a blue question, maybe make one, possibly two, through process elimination. Like Hogwarts um, being a city in Texas. <laughs> I was just going to say, I really appreciate those ones. Yeah. <laughs> so you, don't, in fact, you don't need to know, but you can just like figure figure it out, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so those things are considered like uh, the relationship between the answers. Um, we never try to, we never try to aim for anything as a trick question and any trick questions that may be in the game were probably um, from the first batch of questions that were implemented. So trick, trick, I'm not into tricks. Um, so <laughs> you, that would just be frustrating. Like, no, I know the answer. What? You know, you just trick me. That doesn't make me feel good. So that's not something we want our players to feel. Um, that's nice to hear. Yeah, of course. <laughs> I have a heart. <laughs> Well, hey, you know, loser weaver sometimes will we'll dabble that line where I could totally see him throwing in a question here or there where he's like, Mwah. Yeah, he's a tough one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, the, I'm, I'm the one that's like, come on. And he's like, no. <laughs> he's the tougher one. <laughs> that's so funny. Yeah. So then <clears throat> I... I kind of got the sense with with what we what happened recently them you know adding new questions to existing categories. Um, I get the sense you have a lot of trivia built up behind the scenes that is not in the game yet, ready yes. to just be added in whenever. So I, I kind of got the sense it was like a strategic move as kind of like reducing the timer by a half a second, like adding new trivia into existing categories where people think they already know all the answers kind of helps decrease the payout in the game a little bit. Is that, is that kind of part of the strategy? Well, okay. So I will see this. So from my side, I am not involved in any conversations with payouts or um, that's really, I would say between illusion weaver and cuckoo puffs. Um, So, but when it comes to trivia, what I can say is oftentimes Illusion Weaver will come to me and say, okay, um, I'd like X amount of questions delivered on this date. You just pick the categories or fill where it would fit in the best. And so um, honestly, most of the decisions like about um, like the timer, like those decisions were made and I, you know, wasn't even involved in those. Yeah. So for him, it's okay, let's have it by this date. We want to have it implemented. I said, okay. So Yeah. So they may have overlapped, and that may have been intentional, but it not wasn't necessarily my intention. Right, right. Fair enough. Yeah, Fair I enough. was. Just, I always look at things from like the business standpoint, and I guess if they're trying to reduce the amount earned per player per hour, it only makes sense to add in new trivia, especially to existing categories, because then yeah. you know people click on a category thinking, "Oh, I know all the." answers to the questions in here and then they come up with one that they don't know and that might like, burn a key or something yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, gotcha yeah. 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 <laughs> well it happens to me so i oh, know like, all the trivia that's pretty much in there has come across my like sometimes i'm looking at spreadsheets it's like on and on and on and you would think i would know everything but then i get out there too and i'm like what the 
this is not a green level question. And I'm like, okay, Renee. <laughs> So there's definitely a team. I I think we we learned that from the Marlov interview. I know Beats was in here asking. uh, He said, I'm sure you're going to ask this anyway, but where does the trivia come from? What is a trivia team meeting like? And is there a trivia team? So I think we know there's a team. Do you guys have like meetings? Is, is it the team like the regular support devs or are there separate people or do you like pull your family or something like that? No, no, no. no, no, no. <laughs> I keep family, family in no way because then I would get frustrated and no, I couldn't, I couldn't bring my family in. Um, no, actually it is a team. So when I say team, I'm not like, it's a team of one, but I want to look like 10. No, it's not that. It's a real team of people. Um and I think if you see the amount, like, it, it's kind of weird because, you know, okay, this is one thing I also realized. There's so much to be in this game, but I think most players are hitting um, blue balls, right? So only things designated as blue. So if you can imagine, like, maybe only 20% of the actual questions are really known to people because unless you're doing reds and yellows, frequently like there's all this other trivia and sometimes I'm like these poor questions never get pulled and just lonely floating out there in the database and you know it's, you know they, they I'd, be want to for a Red Vault, I'd be curious for a red vault study guide um <laughs> you know if you want people well, to see these questions <laughs> I would say if you do totally want to venture, if you want to venture into the reds and the so we know purple what purple is that's all point hunt trivia. Um, but then the reds, it's pretty much exactly the same, but like the same strategy, but it would be, I don't want to say more obscure. It would, there's many questions in the same format. And um, let me give you a couple examples. Uh, let's do wordplay. So right now, a lot of blues. Are, yes. Yes. I love word. Okay. Let's see the fact that it's your favorite. That's how I know it's too easy. Because everyone's oh. favorites, yeah. So we got to toughen that up. That it's one needs my, to like. Wait, but that's not everybody's favorite. <laughs> no. Dang it. Favorite, because my mom's an, an English teacher or like a reading teacher, and I love etymology. That's why it's my favorite. Yes, not exactly. just because it's too easy, but it also is kind of easy. <laughs> so I was really excited about the complete the idioms, and see, this is why there's yeah. a lot that's not in the game yet. So I was like, okay, complete the idioms, and I was going down like all these idioms, right? going through with it. And the weird thing is like, after you're doing it for so long, like you might, well, I might notice my speech pattern changing. Like I'm using idioms, like every other, like, a lot more, <laughs> a lot more. The same thing with like pretty much anything I'm doing, like I'm working on at that moment. It's like, you're so immersed in it. So it naturally comes out. Mm-hmm. So depending on like what week it is, you know, things may shift around, but okay. So blue vault question for wordplay would be complete the idiom. And most of, almost all of them, if you're a native English speaker, you would have heard, right? So you can pretty much guess those. So it, once it's in the game, it's like, you know, this actually feels a little bit too easy. Um, so that's how we're going to balance that out. But when it gets harder or in the mm-hmm. higher level, like reds, that's when you really get into etymology. So it may be, um, you may have like a root of a word and you have to understand the meaning of that word. Mm-hmm. And all of the answer options aren't like you're not going to have any clear giveaways. So it may be so you really actually have to know it. So, yeah, yeah. yeah so that's what I would say the harder questions. But I get why people don't want to risk 
you know, a red key, it's, it's kind of all or none and you would feel pretty terrible if you missed it. Oh, um, I still feel that way about yellow balls. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> a Marvin's house will do them no problem. And I'm like, oh, but if I, if I miss it, I'm going to be so mad at myself and I won't forgive myself for the full day. Oh, <laughs> so, no. <laughs> at this point, I'm just yeah. stacking up those yellows and I'll save, you know, maybe for our purple key for, uh, you know, VIP stuff. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. I think I've only ever hit our yellow vault uh, twice. And I, I mean, obviously I knew the answer for the first one. Um, and the second one, I think I had to use two keys and I was like, I'm not doing this again. I, mm. It's the only way I can get red keys for the events is by not hitting yellows. Okay. <laughs> so. Yeah. Oh, but you might get a red key back from a yellow vault. That's happened to me one time and it was the first red key I've ever had before. And I was so excited. <laughs> so excited. You know, this is, this is interesting to hear because I, I think a lot of players feel the same way. So that's something that, you know, Illusion Weaver... If you want to consider, if you're listening, if you're listening. <laughs> if he, yeah, um, and maybe it can be, you know, maybe, you know, anyway, I'm not going to go there. He's going to design it, but, yeah. <laughs> but that's something to consider, you know, how players feel about the more difficult vaults. So but, uh, do and we I, actually I wanna... get a, an example of a red question? Um, I'm not gonna, okay. I'll give you an example of a question that's like that would be a red and very well could be a red. And I think I saw somebody um, answer this one. But okay, so let's say science. If it's a blue vault, most of us like okay, what animal is this? Um, what chemical or what elements are in the atmosphere? You know, most of us well, many notes nitrogen and oxygen primarily. I think that's green vaults, right? Is that green? Okay. Yeah, that's definitely not in blue. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> but then a red question. What's the symbol for the gold is in blue. Yeah. Yeah, I'll yeah. give you a red question, uh, an example. Uh, I want to ask it correctly. So I'm not. Um, what, uh, what process converts, I don't know, whatever, into glucose in the body or something? But you would like to okay so let's say the answer is glycolysis or mm -hmm. which which process in the body breaks um Down glucose. glucose yeah breaks yeah. this right glycolysis well the lysis is the cutting part but you have to know that part so you even if you didn't know it you'd have to have either taken biochemistry or yeah, some yeah. sort of advance so that's that's where it comes down to um is this your have you studied this topic do you have some sort of like probably advanced knowledge to be able to answer it? Um, but we don't, I don't like a question that's obscure for the sake of being obscure. It should just be more like a, a higher level understanding yeah. of the topic. Well, because I feel like those questions too are like, you either know it or you don't, <laughs> right? Mm -hmm. Like um, you could definitely make a it. guess. If you're For good at sure. play, like if you can but, do the etymology of stuff, like the itis is like the inflammation of. So anything that mm -hmm. has itis, you know that. Like, yeah. Yeah. And somewhere right in between that is, I think, what you guys are going for, right? Like, maybe you, I'm not a biology major, but if I study biology in college, I might be able to get away with it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Whatever, you, pretty much whatever you studied in college, if you've gone to college, you studied that 
lean into that category when you get into the higher levels. Like you're gonna be taking a risk. If you're like a humanities major and you go into the sciences, like good luck. Yeah. Or how about why I love wordplay? (laughs) Can we get an an accounting category? (laughs) You have it, it's mathematics. (laughs) No, 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 no. There's a lot of geometry in mathematics and there's a lot of like other uh like calculus and stuff in mathematics, but accounting is not very much math. Like balance sheets, um okay, okay. (laughs) no one else would want that category so i'm not like pushing for it because the the community would be mad yeah Yeah, mom mom loves you love it she that's right up her alley she'll know about uh, i don't want to go into it but i've heard these things growing up about like i know like penal statements balance sheets um (laughs) like liability i don't even know it's different assets current assets intangible assets (laughs) depreciation (laughs) i could i could write your accounting category if you'd like (laughs) yes maybe (laughs) when we get there i'll definitely talk to you okay (laughs) i actually i tutor accounting on the side so you know it's 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 good refresher you know to that when you teach something, you learn it better, you know, it's. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. And so Renee, like while we're on the topic, what is your, um, like, what's your favorite trivia category and like, what's your most like avoid trivia? <laughs> category? Um, I would say that, um, if I'm hunting and I want to just get it right, if I get wordplay, I just go for wordplay. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, well, see, that tells me that it's too easy. so yeah i would just go for wordplay but what i also like to do okay so anytime a new category is getting introduced i always like to play it in the wild because like when you see it in the spreadsheet you already have the context you have a lot of that right but when you see it in the game as it pops up that's when you get the feeling and I'll say, you know, we're getting a little bit too much of this. Or I'm not really liking how this is. So the next batch of questions is kind of rounded out this way. Um, so, uh, you know, what were the last new categories? We had history, we had mathematics. I feel like mathematics needs some more work um, on it. I feel uh, history, we need to add more content. Um, yeah. So I like all of them. I, I try, sometimes I try to pick categories that are outside of my comfort zone um, as kind of a way to, you know what they took, well, like in science, they call it neuroplasticity, mm-hmm. which is like making your brain, brain new pathways. So I'm like, I purposely try to make myself a little uncomfortable. I do that often. Like, let me just get a little bit uncomfortable as a way to like reduce the discomfort when you experience it next. So that is a great um, personality and character trait to have. (laughs) Never stop learning. That's awesome. Exactly. Yes, exactly. So do you have a favorite question you've written? Um, Well, okay. There's questions that I think, like I found it funny, but then when other people like Mortal Wombat, (laughs) like there's a question about complete the, the video game title. And I was like, yes. oh, 
and I'm like, oh, okay, what else can we say? Mortal wombat. <laughs> so, like people thought it was funny, so it was like funny in the moment. But then other people find it funny, and so it makes me laugh again that they're finding something funny. When I got that question. I burst out laughing so hard and my my boyfriend randomly hunts with me here and there and he happened to be with me that night and he's like what is wrong and I was just like mortal wombat and he he started laughing too it was hilarious yeah, yeah you don't even have to see the question at that point yeah, yeah. I want I want okay so wait I, so I have to ask now Renee Oh, I, was gonna say, I try to put like little sometimes like Easter eggs, or maybe I'm in a certain mind space at the time. And so there was like, um, I'm trying to think of it, one of them, I can't remember, but the answer is something I put like Adam Driver. And I don't know why, like his face just popped up in my head. Maybe I saw a show he was on or in some movie. And so like, I'll just, you know, whatever little things may pop into my head. Um, so yeah, I'll just work it in. <laughs> yeah, I'll just work it in. But like, as long as it fits, like, I'll never intentionally do something that's just like, what the heck is this? But if I can't fit it in, then I'll like put it in. And if it's funny, you know, then there could be a little humor there. <laughs> yeah. So, so I have Har- to know. Harris is you... in the was, uh, just really quick. Harris is in the chat yeah. and said that Mortal Wombat is literally my favorite question. It makes me laugh every time. <laughs> Nice. Well, because now I'm kind of picturing a wombat. Because <laughs> I love that game. And it's honestly, amazing honestly, most, most of the time, like, it, it depends on what the task is. Like, there's some tasks where I'll just have my music going, and I'm, like, kind of dancing. And so maybe the vibe, like, changes, like, a little bit more funny. Um yeah, that's cool. so it just kind of shifts in, like, what's going on, perhaps, yeah. That's super cool. Okay, so what I was going to say was, did you write all of the crazy, um, which brand is not a real brand in the fashion category? Yeah, so I did, I would say 50% of them, I wrote them, and yeah, okay. just, I'll just give you guys, like, a little example of how it works with the team. So what I'll do is, um, I have inspiration at Basically, it could be in the middle, well, not the middle of the night, but a lot of times I'll wake up. I'm like, okay, I have three different ones ready to go. And I take my phone and just make a quick note so I don't forget before I get behind my desk. Um, And then there'll be other questions that um, just come to me. So what I do is I take, I always start with three samples. So I create a question structure, and then I need to find a source so with that question struck, I'll give you a very simple example. This is very simple, just to illustrate the point. Um, something that was like, which country is not in, and then it's a continent, right? So which country is not in Europe, which country is not in Africa, which is not in Asia, right? South America, et cetera. And so then I'll find that source and I'll always do, always create three examples. So then I hand that over to the team and their job is to just go put in all the countries, identify and write that out, right? And then it comes back to me. I do a final review. If it's something that's that simple, I may be able to do that review and then it can be prepared to go into the game. If it's something that requires more work um, or maybe um, uh, like grammar or something that just requires a little bit more, it goes to our editor. And then her name is Kanita. Shout out to Kanita. So it goes to her and she's brilliant. And so to answer your question about which is not a brand, that's something I said, I can't 
What I can do is to my team that does the live ops, I would give them the list of, let's say, 100 uh, fashion brands, right? Mm-hmm. So they would put in all the ones that are the real brands, but then the ones that are the brands that are twisted around, that's mm-hmm. something that I, I want to write. So I was going to do the first three as a sample, but I was getting so into it. And it was like, I think you That you say what wrong one, mama. I'm like, oh my God. You say low rent? Because I'm like, dang, I love low rent if I'm buying you say what wrong. I died when I saw it. I wish I got a screenshot and I haven't seen it since, but I I didn't need to like frame it because it's so amazing. It's my favorite question, hands down. After you said that, mama, I picked that, I picked fashion and I got a question and I saw Yves Saint Laurent, and I was like, "That's got to be the wrong one." And it was the it was a question was a, where that was not the answer. <laughs> like that was one of oh, the correct no, friends. Oh no! Yves Saint Laurent. Yeah, yeah. You need a low even... rent. <laughs> low rent. Yeah. Yeah. I just quick clicked because there's no way I'm getting those ones right, anyways. <laughs> So like yeah, those ones, yeah. like if I ever go, like I find it so funny. I'm like, I'm sorry, I just want to hog these ones to myself. All and like the fashion yeah. names, like uh, and I, I love to like kind of spin them around. So like, if it's like Yeezys or something like the shoe, it'll be like Yeezys, 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 whatever. I that like yeah. the watches. There's one. There's one specific question about which is not a fashion brand or a watch brand, and then it's like um, Rolex, Patek Philippe. Um, AP, and then it's um, Fugazi, right? Like, Fugazi or whatever. I wouldn't even know that. <laughs> okay. I don't know. That's amazing, though. Yeah. I, it's I, just, I just randomly get into, like, like, I have a little passion for fashion. I've always had it. And, um, like, I just, I don't know, I just find it beautiful. I'm talking about designers that are, like, beautiful work, not just, like, random or weird stuff, but, like, actually well-crafted. Like, and when I see their work, they have a new um, campaign that comes out. Like, I need to watch the whole lookbook, the whole everything. I'm just inspired by it. So the fashion was, those questions, like, I was like, I have to write this. (laughs) I'm so glad you did. I, I love that category. I'm still like, you know, trying to master it, but um, now is the perfect time. So I like it a lot. So we have a, a couple comments in the chat of people saying what their favorite funny question answer combos are. <laughs> uh, so Smoosh says uh, his favorite is the one that says, What probably killed the dinosaurs and the option of laziness? He thinks that's hilarious. Laziness. <laughs> um, that, and then, Say that again, Renee? I didn't write that question, though. No. Oh, okay. okay. What about the cereal one? one? I know um, Kevo loves the um, what did dinosaurs not eat? Or I think that's, that's what that's it is. That's a trivia 1.0 question, isn't it? It is a trivia 1.0 yeah. question. I got Why it the other day, though. Those ones are too silly. Like, I'm, yeah. I'm not taking away Because they're funny. Okay. Well, yeah, but I think so. My favorite question, I think, is also a trivia 1.0 question the uh, mice, ice, nice, or rice. One. Yeah, is that yeah. trivia 1.0 or did you write that i didn't even know that question see i don't play it's, enough it's uh what is the solid state of water mice ice oh, nice or oh, rice yeah. yeah i just love it because it's, oh, so <laughs> yeah. it's the only wait, wait 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 but it's the only one of a, of its kind so please don't take it out yeah. okay well for you guys i will i will keep it it is an anomaly i promise yeah. <laughs> it's so funny though 
<laughs> Trugoy says uh, one of his favorites is what does Michael J. Fox suffer from? And one of the options being herpes. <laughs> yeah, that's messed up. I saw the whole discussion about that and I was really debating that. I was like, yeah, but do we really know? Yeah, we don't know. (laughs) We we don't know. (laughs) That's a good point. That's a good point. (laughs) Uh, So, yeah, there's definitely some funny ones. Um, Uh, Oh, and then Rubik said something about what does FUD mean? Follow the drip. (laughs) Oh, is that a crypto crypto question? I think so, yeah. Fear, uncertainty, doubt. See the crypto. Okay, so all. Okay, here's the thing. The crypto questions. All of those are written by me. Okay. Oh, nice. Yeah, and so I said this was something um, I did give it out like to one of our team members, and it wasn't. It didn't embody because that person is not a like a crypto native or crypto person. It didn't represent like the spirit of crypto and people in it. So I said, okay, I'm gonna have to tackle this one um and so some of the like yeah like the like you know maybe the answer may be like what's what aspirational car do crypto people want like a lambo yeah yeah that's something that you kind of have to be in the like the culture of that if that is one you know i don't know I remember it was really exciting when that whole category came out though because it wasn't one of the initial categories and um you know, everybody was asking for it. And now I, I think everybody's really happy with it and learning a lot from it. I, I am at least. So yeah, learning a lot of platforms and um, tokens that I didn't know about. So that's cool. Yeah. I still get the file coin one wrong every single time. I, I don't know why. Oh, is it the acronym? Yeah. Or like, yeah. what's the trading symbol for file coin? Yeah. I don't know why I, mean, I always symbols. get it wrong. <laughs> I feel like I always click file and then I'm like, wait, nope, I can't click that one because that I always get wrong. So I click a different one and that one's wrong. And I just, I've just given up answering that one. File would just be too easy, huh? (laughs) Um, So Harris wants to know uh, when we should expect the mythology category. Mythology. So that one, I believe it's like belief, belief in mythology, um, and that's okay so that's something that i've actually been debating at length because when it comes to mythology um for some people it could be their religion or their faith and um that's something i've been thinking about is uh very personal to many people and so yeah exactly very sensitive and so um you know how we ask the question can be um hurtful to many people it's like no that's not like this is um I mean, you can always structure it in such ways as uh, followers of X faith or belief believe in, like, that's pretty neutral. Um, so it's one that I've actually been dreading. So I, I think if that. it's like, yeah, if it's mythology, that's like what we now like most. Okay, some people, well, see, even this can be like perceived the wrong way, but there's some people of certain faiths that call their uh, beliefs mythology. You know, so if I include mm-hmm. that and then, you know, people are like, no, I believe that literally that's not a myth and that's not. So, yeah. So it's something that I feel like I've been avoiding and mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not really excited about, to be honest. Well, if you yeah. ever get around to it and you need some some like red vault questions, I got some trivia in the in my back pocket about the flying spaghetti monster. So 
That, okay. that our, uh, <laughs> the flying spaghetti monster was our float for the pride parade the other weekend. So, oh, okay. oh what? <laughs> yeah, it was it was a lot of fun. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. So, so oh, um, I kind of going back to something you had said before about the localization and the um, the translation stuff. So, is it? Am I? understanding then that only some of the trivia is translated into Spanish like have you removed like when someone's phone is in Spanish and so they get questions in Spanish are they getting a limited batch of trivia yes yeah because not not our entire database is not translated to Spanish and probably won't be translated into Spanish but we definitely want to add, we want to increase that um, database to include more content. So the things that are like the ones that you mentioned about um, food and drink, about regional dishes, that's not something we would translate into it. We'd want to have regional dishes in the countries um, where that content is being served. So for example, let's say it's still a Spanish speaking country, but not all Spanish speaking countries share the same food and drinks. So Mexico would be really different than um, like Paraguay, for example. Um, so, and I'm guessing El Salvador is not getting our wordplay idioms questions either. No, they're not getting those, unfortunately. It, it makes me think of, I don't know if either of you have seen um, Flula, the comedian. Um, he's, <laughs> he's a German DJ, also comedian, and he does these short snippets of making fun of English idioms. Um, and they're hilarious. Like he, he brings them up in ways you would never think of the idiom, like me. And it. it's just like Jennifer picks at parties. Uh, is he like a performance artist too? Like his like physical demeanor. I don't know if I've, I've heard that comic or not. Yeah. I'm, just Google Flula, F-L-U-L-A. Um, and the, the poops at parties one, like the party pooper um, that's kind of his most famous one. It's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. And it, it, it made me think of like the, the way we say things and like raining cats and dogs and like all of these yeah. things are just so out there. And if you didn't, if you weren't a native English speaker, you'd be completely lost. <laughs> yes, exactly. Now here's an interesting thing because maybe the idioms like, these, I don't know if they're American idioms or just in the English-speaking world, um, but that maybe could be a red vault question in El Salvador. That's true. Oh, okay. So, yeah. yeah. So that's something, you know, I've, I've had this conversation with Cuckoo Pops because it was really adamantly against certain changes with the trivia. I said, no, it's going to ruin it. And so he presented certain ideas about how it could be implemented and so really opened my mind up and I said okay you know I can see that so but that would be um that the question itself isn't assigned a level of difficulty it would be a floating um difficulty based upon the region that it's would be displayed in so if I go to a uh go to a new a country where the game's launching and they get a red vault and I click wordplay I might have a really easy time maybe yeah <laughs> maybe in the Philippines people don't know like these idioms so they're like oh my gosh it's so hard um, new strategy. But think about, yeah 
topic yeah. on it, right? Okay. Like, yes, traveled. <laughs> exactly. Um, but like, if you think about it, right? Like we have questions that may be harder food and drink to us in the U.S., but then somebody like from that country, that's our national dish. Like everybody has that. I know, I think Brazil, they have like feijoada or something. And so I don't know what level of difficulty that is for us. But there, they'd be like, like everybody eats that. That's just like Sunday dinner. It's no right. biggie. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like yeah, paella yeah. in Spain or like haggis in Scotland. That would be their blue question. And well, for us, I think it's also a blue question. But Yeah. yeah. But yeah. Probably that would be a blue. But yeah, once it gets to, you know, something that maybe we're not as familiar with, but to that, they're like, why is that hard? Like they probably, so that, that's part of the um the localization right like how do we how do we adjust for those things so there's there's so much to think about sometimes and then the level of complexity feels like it's growing exponentially and then that's when I need to take a break because my brain is going to break <laughs> yeah <laughs> I can't answer all these questions but yeah yeah but it's really cool to know that you guys are taking all of these things into consideration because I yeah. imagine not a lot of games do, and I imagine for a trivia games such as this one, it's, like you say, very difficult. So the fact that you guys are even um, going the extra mile to do that and localize in, in different regions is awesome. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know if either of you saw this week um, in the Discord, speaking of uh, going the extra mile, Cuckoo Puffs was challenging um, the Lady Hunters um, to give him uh, like example of examples of ideas that might help increase the percentage of female hunters because he says that we're like eighty percent male, twenty percent female currently, um, mm-hmm. and he wants to increase the percentage of female hunters. Um, and so, do you guys have any ideas of what? what might do that um i I have actually i have a lot of different ideas so i'll shoot some out there but i think before i answer some ideas for how i think the question could be like well okay so let's say the breakdown is 80 20 right 80 percent male 20 percent female some people may say okay well why does it matter the game is the game but um i'll just make like a business case argument for why it could be important um, for us, like why it could be beneficial for us to have more female players is because if we're going to, let's say, approach a big box retailer and the retailer is going to ask us questions, okay, what are your demographics? How many players? What are their age? What are their, etc. right? These data points. And if they see that there's 80% male, well, we know that women are responsible for many of the purchasing decisions in the house. So that big box retailer may say, Mm, this isn't a platform for us. We'll pass for now. Right. You know, come back later. And so that's something to think about, um, like as far as a business case for maybe why it, if we had a more, let's say balanced um, demographic, sex demographic in our name, that could be um, more beneficial. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Um, yeah. And so then the question, so then if we say, okay, well, that's a good business reason to move forward with that. Then we could say, how, how could we move forward? What are some of those options? Well, um, you know, I've, I've had this thought, I don't know how many people are familiar with the platform next door. Mm-hmm. Yes. 
Yeah. Well, that's too familiar. Yes. It's like, um, <laughs> it's like invading my email inbox. <laughs> yes, I signed up for it. I was like, whoa, this is too much information about my neighborhood. <laughs> Way too much. And sometimes irrelevant. <laughs> yes, exactly. But I'm still but, on it. <laughs> exactly. You know, you want to see the loop. So, um, so yes. let's say um, next door has um, a demographic, like, a platform that a lot of women, like their demographics use primarily women. Well, Nextdoor is a platform that you can advertise on. It's also one that um, if you look at what Coin Hunt does, is it's about exploring your local community, you know? So I can say I have already advertised for Coin Hunt on Nextdoor. Have you? Okay, that's awesome. I, I, I blab about it everywhere. So I look for an <laughs> avenue wherever I can. Yes. That's awesome. And it could it could be something like we can advertise on that platform. It can also be if our hunters go to that platform and then say, Hey, I'm looking for a few walking buddies who want to play this game with me. And you know, that's a great way. There's so many people that are saying they're looking for nannies or housekeepers or um people to you know walk with them so accountability buddies that's something easily that players can you know if they're on that platform they can share their hey i'm looking i'm looking to meet with you know a few of my neighbors who want to go for a walk and they can share this game with them so that's just you know there's so many ways we can think about um paid advertising obviously there's a cost to that um, I know Cuckoo Plus has always said that he, instead of paying for advertising, he wants the money to go to the players, which then requires us to have a lot of word of mouth, right? And we know our hunters are sharing this. So, so far it's working because we really haven't spent a dime on any sort of advertising. Everything has been completely um, organic, just sharing the game. So, yeah, I think, I think it is important that we, um, if we don't have many, as many women playing the game, to at least ask the question why. And then why, why is it happening? Why could it be important? And then how can we make that happen? Well, and I, I have a, had a couple ideas of why. I mean, the Apple issue is definitely one of them because I think the percentage of Apple, the percentage, if you look at women, a greater percentage of them use Apple, have iPhones instead of Androids. Um, and then there's also where everyone's finding the game. I mean, when you listen to all the podcasts, almost everyone's finding the game on Reddit, and most mm -hmm. of Reddit users are male, um, yep. and most of most crypto, most of the crypto universe is male. Um, one of the things I think would really help is if Cuckoo Puffs let me sell my merch, <laughs> and I could make <laughs> hunter jerseys for everyone. And while I don't think we need the game to advertise necessarily, I would be nice if the game let us advertise with our merch that we make. And like, I know if I could, every time I go out walking my six and a half miles, if I could be wearing a shirt that said what I was doing and how much money I was making, I would get a lot of people joining. But nah. at this point I have to stop someone on their walk and talk to them about it instead. And I'd rather have someone that's, curious and interested come up to me instead of me badgering people you yes. know and I support so. your goals Sparky 100% so um, yeah so um, again that's not any like when it comes to the merch licenses 
Um, I don't have a say in I that. I know you're not part of that. So. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's critically important. And so when I see certain things like that, um, one thing I know is when you have a passionate community, you want to give them every tool possible to just go out there and do their thing. So I feel like I would never want to have a roadblock that would uh, slow the community down from expanding. So. Yeah. Yeah, so I support you 100%. <laughs> yeah, I, I hope it happens soon. Uh, I guess we'll see. I've just, I, I designed these little, these little jerseys a while ago. And I'm just, I tried just printing like an example one so that I can just wear it because I figured if I'm not selling it, I guess I don't need the license if I just want to have it for me. But the company that yeah. I was hiring to do it won't print it without having oh. an agreement in place so i can't even make one okay. for myself i mean i guess i could find someone that does like silk screening or whatever and yeah. Yeah. But, but still yeah yeah i'm excited i'm excited <laughs> hopefully Both. you're exciting and excited <laughs> i think i think this beer that i was drinking for posp is getting to me can you guys see it posp i'm drinking the pink guava funk for you today I'm missing out. I don't know. I, I just have like H2O over here. Yeah, I, I usually um, drink like a fresco or something, but um, I was in the mood for some guava. So. Yeah, what are you having, Mama? I'll call you I'm Mama. Having, I um, that's perfectly fine. Um, I'm actually having that same uh, tripel that I had when we were on IT Guys podcast. Oh, nice. Um, which is probably dangerous. I'm going to probably just limit myself to one but <laughs> i already need to slow were, down i can tell <laughs> yeah they were surprisingly powerful um that that night so <laughs> yeah. so what, um, what is this yeah. what's the what's the the, the brand it's a, a new belgium tripel okay. it's like a belgian style ale mm -hmm. nice and light but it's delicious it's just so hot over here and i'm sure it's hot where you guys or two it's probably just hot across yes. the united states right now but whoo yes. yeah i need so something refreshing i can say i i went to go hunt on saturday and um 15 minutes into my walk i got an extreme heat warning on my phone mm. <laughs> i mean it was like seven in the morning and it was already 90 degrees uh wow. oh wow to like 102 that day i think it was like 102 for the past three days so yeah it's been kind of a mess here <laughs> yeah. but i've this still been hunting so that's impressive are you also, doing your walks any earlier in the day i'm trying or same time yeah I'm trying um as along the lines of beer though i I'll say it for Posp, even though he, he hasn't said it, but I can imagine he agrees with me. We need a craft beer trivia category. Oh, that's very interesting because... Beverages. Yeah, so, you know, I don't know if you guys have probably noticed, we don't have any... Um, is this for me? Oh! Elation Beaver. Oh, oh wow. nice! <laughs> it's really out. Oh, yeah. you are a good husband. Aww, <laughs> he didn't want to make an appearance, but he wanted to make that, me a drink. So he's is that a martini? <laughs> yes, it, it is. is. Nice. Yes, it's a limit drop. <laughs> Delicious. Oh my gosh, that's so sweet. Uh, whoa. Oh my gosh. <laughs> So he's trying he to really get wants me to games. get relaxed. 
Oh well, my gosh. What I'm getting this... from this is Renee is allowed to spill beans after this lemon drop. I get this. Everything is going to be spilled by the time I finish this. This is like pure vodka. It is a true yes, lady vodka. right now. Yes, it's not. Oh my gosh, perfect, guys. This is perfect. Cheers, y'all. And the chat literally just blew up when that happened. <laughs> well, do you guys want him Wait, to make so, an appearance? Like, I, well, I know it's ladies with hunts, so maybe, you know, gents will I mean, we'd be totally I think that but he I can know be... he promised IT guy that, that IT guy that. would, yeah. So, okay. I mean, of course we don't want to say no to him, but I don't, <laughs> don't want to pressure him to break a promise either. So. Okay, we'll leave it there. Yeah. But you were about to say um, something about a craft beer category. Um, okay, so by the way, you know Uden is Belgian. Yes. And like the home of beer and chocolate mm-hmm. and waffles the, and other delicious food. Literally All beer the and things. chocolate are like the two best things in the world. Well, uh, yes, then yes. there's cheese. Beer, chocolate, and cheese are the three oh, best things oh, in the world. Okay. I, there we go. <laughs> I, I, I seriously <laughs> I've experienced some of the best, like, they call it, co- I think it's cost, if I'm saying, like, I'm, I'm not going to speak any Finnish, but, um, yeah, like, I've had some of the best I've ever tasted in my life, and then it's, you know, it's hard because when you come home, and you're like, I'm, you know, you miss certain things, you just can't get there, and there's certain um, beers, yeah. like, my, my favorite Belgian beer, it's like a Trappist, it's called um, Chimay. Oh, yes, Chimay is really good. Yes. I love it. Yeah, I think it's full bodied. I love it. Um, but pretty much there's a lot of the different, like in each region or each like major city has their own local breweries that sometimes you can't even buy it outside of there. Sometimes you have to actually go to the, the brewery to have their beer. And um, yeah, so there's really good memory. So yes, I'm all, I'm all for it. However, because our game is oh, not it's a family game. under 21, we yeah. can't put content in there that relates to like alcohol and right. That makes sense. Without, Other yeah, things without, <laughs> yeah, like triggering, um, like it would cause a problem with our our app. Yeah, that so, makes sense. fair enough. Understood. Okay. <laughs> Wait, but while Illusion Weaver is still in the room, I have to ask: He's Did renewing the? Oh, dang it! Yeah, just was like in and out. <laughs> uh-huh. Well, amazing. But I have to know: Did you guys talk about renewing your vows at Coin Hunt Fest after that got brought up last week? I don't know what happened in that conversation. I think my that mom was renewing your vows, and then somehow renewing our vows at Coin Hunt Fest. So, uh, no, I think we'll we'll renew our if we renew our vows, and that'll probably be like a personal thing, but. Fair enough. <laughs> well, it was cracking me up though. You said, "Let's do it, baby." <laughs> if for like, any yes. reason you want a giant audience, you know you can have one. We'll all be here. Oh my goodness! That's, that's <laughs> one message in the Discord. I'll <laughs> be there. Wait. So, who said, um, "Let's go, baby"? Like, who's that? Or oh, which, it was Illusion Weaver. Oh, he's. But I, it was. I think, think it was. I think it was I mom's. I think it was mom's idea. Like. um because I said, I think I said, I wish Renee and Illusion Weaver hadn't, hadn't gotten married yet so we could all go to their wedding. Because we're basically like, you know, your sons. 
as Nicki Minaj would say. Um, <laughs> oh, that's like something cult, though. So we just stay away from that. Uh, you, okay, but it's not a cult, you guys. We just we we love your game and our um. We don't you know, love you just, blindly. We just love you. Yeah, it's not blindly. I feel the love, but the love is there. Um. But yeah, that's where it all started. And then mom was like, oh, but they could renew their vows. <laughs> and then Illusion Weaver was like, yeah, let's do it, baby. Coin hunt test. Oh it all happened so fast. Yeah. Uh, it happened like next thing you know, I'm like, wait, what? What's happening? Like, <laughs> Illusion Weaver, are you hearing this? <laughs> oh, it was so great. Yeah. Oh, it was so great. <sighs> but, okay. um, so do we want to get into the standard segments of our show at this point? <laughs> or do I mean, we just want to we? continue ladies night? <laughs> I love this ladies night. I mean, okay. So Renee's a walker though. So we can get into our accountability buddies and get into, you know, interesting sites that we've maybe seen on our walk or, um, how many miles we've walked. I don't, I'm not sure if a so whole Renee, mile can be completed in 15 have minutes. Have you ever but... completed the eight goals? No. Nope, not at all. Yeah, um, yeah so God bless anybody who does, and that's amazing. <laughs> okay, I'll say this. I could, okay, could I do the, the, the completion? Yes, I could do that. Do I do the, do I complete my milestones? No, I don't. <laughs> hey, that's okay. <laughs> yeah. It's hot here in Vegas, and I have to go early in the morning. It's like, it's, oh, it's yeah. dangerously yeah. hot. It is here, too. <laughs> Yeah. It's true. So I, have to, I have to go in the morning and I just try to get it in like I try to do a combination of my walking and um like power walking but also like lifting so I'll kind of like nice. switch between like lift something heavy and then I don't want to do cardio in the gym I'm like oh I could do my hunt right now so let me go out there and then finish that kind of cardiovascular exercise out there do you know so, if there's any push to get activity quests based on lifting? Because I would be all over that. <laughs> um, that I have no idea. I don't even know how that could be measured. I don't either, but it would be awesome. <laughs> I, I do know sort of some that are being worked on, um, but it's not about lifting. <laughs> yeah. I mean, because yeah. I, I was a weightlifter in high school. Like, that's my thing is like – I'm all about the strength, you know, like the cardio was never really a thing for me, but I yeah. added it because keys. Um. <laughs> <laughs> so what? Okay. So let's make a little detour. So what are some of your favorite lifts, like exercises uh, to do? Well, just the all around, like, I mean, squats are the best thing for your body, but I also, um, my back isn't the most stable thing. Uh, I have this thing called retrolisthesis where one of my vertebrae kind of pops out of place every once in a while. So I have to be super careful. Um, and because COVID happened, I kind of stopped and no one around me lifts and you kind of need a spotter when you're doing that kind of stuff. So yeah, it doesn't really happen much anymore, but if there were keys involved, I would make it happen. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I also love I leg press so much because it's always yeah. leg day here. <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah. Yes. Never skip leg day. <laughs> yeah. I don't understand people that skip leg day. Leg day is my favorite day. It's like, yeah. these are the That's most the powerful best. muscles we have. Like, why would you? Yeah. Skip well, it's especially women, you know, yeah. like we have a lot of strength there. And, um, but 
all of them, you know, I love like um, bench press. Um, I haven't like since COVID um, and the gym shut down, like I was deadlifting, like doing all of it. And like um, how much can you, know, how much can you bench press? I lost all my gains. So I'm like, uh, I'm, I'm feel you. Like I, I, I used to do like weighted pushups, like everything. And now nice. I'm like just trying to hit like 20 pushups and yeah. like, yeah. I, <laughs> so like COVID sent me back, but that's not an excuse. So, but it's fun. I, I think it's like just a great way to kind of be in your body and out of your head. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's why I do my, like, I've replaced it with practical stuff. So like, like, I don't know if you've heard, like I go out and cut trees, right? So when we get down to the bottom, I'm lifting those logs and you know, when we're still doing the tops, like, but you know what? Functional, functional exercises are the best ones. Yes, I agree. So, mm-hmm. And they feel like you're accomplishing something other than just, you know, numbers on a, you know, whatever. So so speaking of the gym, though, um, Renee, I had asked you about uh, some song suggestions for uh, our walking playlist, and I noticed that um, DNA by Kendrick Lamar was on there, which, IT guy, you're going to really appreciate this one, because uh, we all share a love of Kendrick Lamar, and okay. once I saw that, I was like, ah, all over. Yes. <laughs> Amazing. But, um, I mean, your song choices, you sent a few, which I love, too, because it's hard to just pick one. And um, if you want to go ahead and tell the audience, like, what your other choices were, I I added two of them, and I love them so much. I love them all so much. Yeah, so I think um, when it comes, like, for me, my mood, like, I will listen to any, like, my, my musical range is so broad. So I'll listen to, like, classical, Tchaikovsky, whatever, or, like, Vivaldi. I can get into that. I can get into even, like, country. I know a lot of people, like, I like everything but country. Like, I can get into that. But I would yeah. say that the majority of my playlists are around, um, well, definitely the gym. It has to be, like, really aggressive, like, mm-hmm. how, like I, I feel like I can't lift anything unless I'm like, yeah, like it needs to be happy. <laughs> yes. So that's what I just totally like transform. I feel like such a, like a, a boss, a baddie. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I totally feel so, that. My number one yeah. lifting song is Survival Hungry by Buster Rhymes. Oh, okay. Like, oh my God. It really yes. Good? <laughs> yes. <laughs> It, it totally like puts you in your the right headspace. So that's mm-hmm. like I would that's the gym. But if I'm not in the gym, then it's like it's too much to yeah. for that kind of music. So then it would be something more like most of the time it's more like contemplative, introspective, chill. And I think I shared with you that I would say probably James Blake. Yeah. Um one like, of my favorites. Yeah, James Blake. And there's so many like new artists that I've just like recently discovered and I'll just like put that on, you know, so that'll go into my rotation. Um, Yeah. What else? Um, You had added a date night song on here. Yes. (laughs) Walking on the moon by infected mushroom. Yeah. I had never heard it before, um, but (laughs) loved it. Court, court, go ahead and and tell your. It was funny. Like the other night I, um, when you sent the songs, I I was playing board games with the family, and uh, so I kind of just popped them on um, the speaker behind us. 
And that song came on, and I was like, I looked at my boyfriend, I was like, can you imagine me walking to this thing? I'd be like, (laughs) 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 no, I love, (laughs) yeah, that was actually Infected Mushroom was the last, that was the last show we went to, we went to that in Seattle, and then COVID hit, so I think we saw, it was just like a week or two, it was right before the COVID lockdown. Um, but we saw Infected Mushroom Live and just like the energy was like, you know, it was awesome. So that that one just has a special place. Yeah. And so it's just like this like EDM that just it's so up. It like it, I don't know, it just like lightens the mood and I'll just dance to that. Like it's you perfect. Know, I, yeah, you want to get ready. And so you put it on, it just sets your mood right. So you did ant hunters in the chat um he is super excited about infected mushroom apparently he says what a throwback i guess i know what i'm listening to tomorrow (laughs) yeah (laughs) but yeah it's just it's fun it's such a good mood and then i think what else to have had did i send anything else over uh you said yeah we have oh dragon force Yes. Okay. So Dragon Force, like that was something uh, you shared with me about, I think it was, I don't know if it was like Guitar Hero, like one of the hardest songs. And so you okay, that's through. where I know it from, I think. Yeah. Through the it fires sounded so flames. familiar, but I couldn't put my finger on it. Yeah. So through the fires and the flames, like the guitar work in that is so like intense. But as soon as I heard it, like I never even thought I liked metal. Uh-huh. And when I heard that, I was like, oh my gosh, play that again. And then that just became my like thing. So whenever I'm gaming and I need to, I feel like it just activates my brain. And so I'm locked in to any objective. So my, one of my favorite genres is um, tower defense. So if you're not familiar with tower defense, you basically just have like something you have to protect from invasion. And so there's a game that I love playing and I cannot play it unless I'm listening to dragon force. Yeah, completely locked in at any other time. It's like my muscle twitch memory isn't there. And so I'm like, totally ah. see that. Yeah. You so know what game power. always had like the the best um like soundtrack to me was that I played growing up and I could literally get in the zone and crush that game every single time I played was Tony Hawk Pro Skater. Which is why I love that question so much. <laughs> and a couple of the Tony Hawk questions because their um, soundtrack just for that game was like got me in the zone. Like I could, yes. it was all, it put you in an entire world, and I felt like I was just like at Globe, like at the skate park down the street, and like it was uh, so cool. So I can totally relate to that. Yes, and I think I'll be listening to Dragon Force a little bit more. Oh yeah. <laughs> Like, there's one song, there's, like, one random song I'll share with you. I don't know what it is. It feels like, I don't, when I hear the song, I feel like in some, like, epic world that's, like, medieval and, like, fantasy at the same time. And it's called um, Cry Thunder. And the thing is, I shared this song with somebody, and they kind of laughed at me. And I was, like, I was really sharing, like, a piece of myself with you. (laughs) But it's called Cry Thunder. And, like, the lyrics, like, there's one part that's, like, I, I can't explain what it is, but it just makes me feel like I'm a warrior. And, like, I'm, like, oh. really a warrior and, like, I don't know, some, like, bare skins, like, defending something. I don't know. It's just, yeah. I, I think I, I, I like... have to add this to the playlist just just for this episode. <laughs> like, I have to. Just so everybody can check it out. 
I, I think you have to check out um, The Who if you haven't heard them yet. It's mm. you. Mm -hmm. uh, if you uh, check my Twitter out, there's a little video of a concert I went to, what, like a couple weeks ago. Um, they're like a Mongolian metal band. It's oh, wow. so okay. awesome. So awesome. Okay. And they're, some of their music is used in video game uh, soundtracks, too. So, yeah. I will definitely, definitely have to check them out. But I'm going to guess that the metal influence comes from Illusion Weaver a little bit. Am I right? Yes. Yeah. Because I saw he... <laughs> He tweeted that Ramstein. Uh, oh my goodness! Yeah, <laughs> I don't know what he tweeted about Ramstein, but he's like every as soon as a new Ramstein song drops, like I listened to it back in the day, and then I was like, whoa! Like it was like, was it like do do hush do hush? And I was like, dun, 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 dun. and yeah. I was like, you know, like oh wow! And that was it. For me. And he's like, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> Let me show you Rammstein, right? So, like, we have tickets for it, and I'm dreading. Like, I am dreading. I am scared to go to that concert. <laughs> no, I promise you, it's going to be amazing. I was like, I, I don't think I can handle it. You're going to you know? we're not going well? into the mosh pit. <laughs> we, to, we already have tickets. And I'm oh, scared. I'm, so I'm terrified. I'm, I'm so terrified. <laughs> I am so, 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 so jealous. <laughs> You know, like when you look at like their some of their newest songs that have come out, like they're so they're um to me I love the visual performance of it too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um like check out if you haven't seen it, it's like Angst. Mm -hmm. Um that's one of their newest songs. Um they have quite a few that are just like so visually striking. And then they make you like they make you feel an emotion. So, like, whenever their lyrics, I don't even like their lyrics to be translated because the translation is so disappointing. Um, oh. the, the performance of the the song and through their um, their videos are just, you know, like next level. Yeah. yeah, I'm all about metal for the emotion. Like, I'll I I love Avenged Sevenfold, and I've seen them a bunch of times. And if if you play oh, that yeah. the Nightmare album, like, I will cry through half of it. <laughs> Hmm. it's just like it's just so what emotional. is their most popular song um that i don't wait. know i avenge sevenfold i don't know what their most popular one is because i don't i don't listen to the radio and know what people <laughs> otherwise like that country. i know what i like that country. country oh yeah that's old avenge sevenfold that's like original stuff yeah okay yeah oh i gotta put this on my queue i forget this song <laughs> But yeah, we before we started the show, we were talking about Duhast because she, Mama, had never heard it. Um, she didn't know who Ramstein was, and I was like, "How do you not know Duhast?" So I played it for her because she had to hear it. Nope. I, and I was talking to her about how I was like, "Illusion Weaver had posted some like because anytime anybody posts music, I'm always just curious, especially somebody that I know and respect. I'm like curious what everybody's music taste is, and um, I always want to find new music and like get out of my comfort zone in that sense. And so I put that on because it was he had posted one, and then I think like 20 minutes later he had posted another one, and I was like, he is really passionate about this song. Oh like, no, this, he's um, like he's album. Super yeah. yeah, check out like definitely check out Angst, check out Deutschland. Okay. Um, like yeah, but he's he's actually introduced me to a lot of um, European. Um, bands and artists and like some French yeah. artists and so it's yeah it's nice but That's it's so heavy awesome. yeah he's into like heavy heavy music sometimes I'm yeah. like whoa it's like 
it's too much it's in the vibe <laughs> and, and so if you guys like european metal um volbeat you should probably already know volbeat if you haven't you gotta check them out and then haken is one of my favorites too um Where like what country uh volbeat is from oh i want to say he's from copenhagen okay and then Haken Volbeat or Volv Volbeat V O L B Beat. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um Haken Something tells me they're also from Copenhagen. I could be completely wrong. <laughs> I could be completely wrong, but I feel like they're European <laughs> for some reason. It could also just be the beer. I don't know. <laughs> but I do love European metal as well. I'm a huge fan. I like a lot of the European music, not not even necessarily just metal. That's good. So I definitely have to listen to this Dragon Force. I didn't get a chance to listen to that before, um, and I know nothing about it. So I don't get introduced to new music very often. So that's like my favorite thing about starting this show is I have found so much good music, thanks to Mama and our guests. (laughs) Awesome. That's cool. Yeah, so, yeah. okay, so is this, like, a playlist I can, like, find somewhere? Like, are people adding it? Like, can I find it on Spotify? Yeah, you can, yeah, you can sp- find it on Spotify, um, just Ladies of the Hunt music playlist. We kept it simple because we were trying to decipher, like, podcast from playlist. Um, but, yeah, you can just quick search in Spotify, and it okay. should pop right up, I hope. And so, like, um, half of the songs keep- are from Mama. Yeah. Sure. Half of half of them are ones that like I randomly listen to Pandora and whatever fit my gate I th- I threw on there. So it's a whole random mishmash of totally different stuff. Okay. It's a great it's a great shuffle. Yeah, like everything okay. really is. It kind of flows together unless you just have like a bad you know RNG. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and so. Speaking of, supposedly somehow the Spotify issue fixed itself. So I'm not getting ads every 10 minutes. Like, it actually plays. Oh, yay. So I started listening to it again. Yay. <laughs> yeah. Did you hear any of the new stuff on there? Or, um, you know, it's the weirdest thing. It was every, too hot this week. Every time I start the playlist, it plays songs that I've already heard. There's like yeah, know, their 60-something songs of weird. on there. And... And it's like, let me listen to the new one. <laughs> but it keeps yeah. playing the songs I already know. But they're good songs, so it's not like it's a bad thing. <laughs> yeah. I guess Fair I enough. just have to walk walk longer, you know. <laughs> but Well, I jumped of... ahead. Oh, go ahead. Oh, sorry. I was going to say, I jumped ahead a little bit, um, you know, getting into our, like, playlist and song of the week and stuff. But um, back onto our, like, accountability uh, notion, we normally talk about, like, interesting sites and experiences that we may have seen on our hunt or while we were walking for keys. Um, Renee, do you have any interesting experiences? I mean, if you're walking around in Vegas, I'm sure you have interesting experiences all the time while you're hunting. (laughs) But, where but anything out of the ordinary this week? <laughs> I mean, where I, where I hunt, it's like rocks. It's like desert landscape, so it's not that exciting. Okay, um, so you're not like walking the strip every morning. <laughs> no, not the strip. It's too, okay, of course I, I do go to the strip, like great restaurants and entertainment, so we do do that. Yeah. But the strip is, um, the, the weird thing is, is like when I'm there, 
I'm not thinking about hunting. So mm-hmm. like, I'm like, oh my gosh, you just bust so many balls. Why didn't pull my app out? So I'm like, maybe it's just so much going on. Yeah. So yeah. when That's I do that, sensory overload. Exactly. Exactly. For sure. Exactly. So yeah, but I mean, the entire strip has, you know, plenty, like more than enough stuff to keep you engaged. Oh, um, but I, I just, many I, entertaining things. <laughs> too many. And but one yeah, thing yeah. I do find just so amazing is, you know, I'll go to some, some different area and I'm like, let me just see if there's any hunters out here. I'll open the app and I'm just like, this is so awesome. Like I, I can't express to you how it feels to see this go from a concept, like just an idea. Like you guys had mom loves you on the show. Okay. So yeah. she's an OG. I'm like the OG of OGs. <laughs> Only a poor OG person is illusion weaver. Yeah. So mm-hmm. this, so the very, very, very first vault that was ever placed was downstairs from where we were living at this coffee shop in Bellevue, right? So like, okay, I'm just going to go downstairs. I'm just going to go grab this vault. And so different spots have like a lot of significance for me. So it's not necessarily where I hunt now, but there are certain ones that have like a special place in my heart. Yeah. And, um, when I do think of Bellevue, and I mean, that was a time when we were living in, well, Bellevue is a suburb of Seattle. Um, but when we were was living this in, a purple vault question at some point or something yeah, like, like this? Okay. The first, the first vault, please. And so there are so oh, many, yes. like, there are so many. So it's not like in my day to day hunt, but there are so many locations that hold a very special memory. Like, we're the first buddy quest they ever did. But my first buddy quest was with Illusion Weaver because we were testing. And so let me just describe this to you. This is, like, 11 o'clock at night. And he's like, babe, it's ready. Come on, let's go. I'm like, what? No, we got to go. We have the build. It's, come on, we're going to go test this thing. I'm like, okay. Yeah, I'm just going with the flow. I just say, just go with the flow. (laughs) <laughs> so he's like, I'm going to go on my bike. You're going to drive and find this thing. Like, what are you talking about? Just Why are we going so <laughs> Yeah, he's like, follow the sonar. It's working. It's working. Come on, we have to go test it. And so I'm standing in some park. Luckily, it was in, in the city of Irvine, okay, when this was rolled out. Okay. So it's very, mm-hmm. it's considered a safe area. But I'm, I'm a woman standing in the middle of a park at night, and I'm just, like, on my phone, like, trying to find, like, this location and then he's on a bike somewhere else in the city. And he's like, you know, we do it and it's working. And I'm like, oh my gosh, this is so cool. Okay, it's working. You know, we're, we're testing it out. But it's you're not, still in the middle of a park at in almost midnight. Like, <laughs> totally minute. He's only concerned about, like, well, I'm thinking my physical safety. <laughs> you know? He's thinking, like, okay, is it working? Do I need to get feedback? And so then, you know, we, we arrived back home and, um, we arrive back home and, you know, everything is working. And so he's thrilled. And I'm like, I don't know what we just did, but it was pretty cool. And so there's so many, like, there's little spots that I remember when something happened there along the way. So I would say that part holds some significant meaning, like where I did my first buddy. I remember exactly where I was standing. Um, I remember where... So cool. The first UV was, or not first UV, the first vault was placed in. What you guys don't know is when this game first was released, 
we didn't have a trivia database. The actual initial design was each location was going to have a trivia question about that spot on the world on the map. So kind so of like kind the, of like the yellow vault. And the yellows. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But that was exactly that was the design for every vault. So as you can imagine. Wow. That's so cool. Saying, I was I was tasked with writing trivia about the entire planet. <laughs> and wow. what a job. <laughs> I remember I was like so I remember like we can do it because this is going back to my desire to like make the impossible happen. Like I don't know how to do it, but I'm gonna figure it out. It's no problem with mm-hmm. it. And so I remember I wrote this list of trivia questions for the city of Los Angeles. And I remember by the time it was done, I was so Ooh. exhausted. I was like mentally like my brain was about to explode. I couldn't even take it anymore. Like fountain at the grove or you know all these other ones like i couldn't (gasps) wait this just made me realize you probably know where our red vault was the entire the entire every vault that was going to go into the city of la i wrote a question for and i was like this is not scalable this is impossible this is will not work god this will not work and so you know, of course, it's like, okay, we'll just keep trying. I'm like, no, 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 this will not <laughs> work. No mass <laughs> effort. No. <laughs> and so I said, no. It, it has wow. To that is, and you know, wow. you know how I got it changed? Because shout out to Nico G. If Nico G is watching this, he was one of our very first like, yeah. players in the game. He would go into Discord and say, okay, so I hunt at the Balboa Park in San Diego. And these questions are really getting boring and played out because each the each vault had only one question. So the same way that you see the yellows, imagine every time you go to that spot, it's the exact same question. And so I made the case. I said, well, this isn't going to work. This isn't fun. I've already answered this question about this particular physical spot. Um, right. We need to mix it up. We need to have it so it's dynamic. Like each, each vault has a unique question and that's how the whole concept, like what we have now is in place. So, um, yeah, so that was obviously a persuasive argument because as Illusion Weaver tried, I was like, yeah, it's pretty boring. Like, once you get the same question more than once, it's not interesting. So it was like that at one point in time? Oh, yeah. Wow. wow. Very beginning. If you would go there every day, you got the question about the whatever landmark that was present at that physical spot. And you know how I had to write those? I was having to go into Google Maps place the pin, look at the environment. Okay, what type of architecture is this? Oh my god! And then write a question about that. It was so, as I said, it was mentally exhausting. Yeah. I couldn't, I was like, I can't, this is not going to (laughs) work. Wow. So yeah, so things since then got changed. So I'd say sometimes when I hear people say, but the game's changed so much, I'm like, you have no idea. (laughs) You really don't. (laughs) Seriously. Well, thanks, Nico G. I know that. for real. There's so there's so many people along awesome. the way too that you know based on their feedback. Like the earliest players gave us feedback on the ground that was so useful. Um, and you know, like basically, like seriously, I am so amazed every single day. I find one of our content creators. I remember when the very first podcast that I saw. I remember um, uh, Roots Naturally, she was posting podcasts on Spotify. I just come across this. I'm like, oh my God, she's making podcasts. Yeah. <laughs> and then we had like IT guy 
Um, but everybody calls him, no, what is it? Trent, but everybody calls and, him IT guy, right? Yeah. And I was like, oh my God. Most of you know me as IT guy. Welcome back to the blockchain dating podcast. I'm Trent, but everybody calls me IT guy. I say it with him every episode. Yeah, me too. Like a jingle at this point. And when you guys, when you guys launched Ladies of the Hunt, I was like, the ladies represent you know so that was so cool and it's like everybody is finding their spot and their niche and I seriously I know I shared with you mama that um where you guys are right now you guys are just at the beginning um the work that you're putting into making these podcasts happen people are going to look back in the future like years from now and then see these and say oh my gosh these are the first, like, this was just the the beginning, the seeds that you guys were planting, establishing your brand and, you know, what you guys are building. So I just, like, I applaud you guys more than you know. Everybody that's creating any sort of content, if I can, I'm tuned in. You don't even know how much multitasking is happening on this side. I have how many computers it takes. I have Zach and Beats. I have IT guy. I have the um, the, the, um, the UK trash guys. tubers. I'm oh, like, yeah. you know, shout out to Crashman and Anna like Gleam. When I see them pop up, I'm like, let's support them. Block Boy, we miss you. You know, yes, one stream, Block Boy. Exactly. <laughs> Only to message him like a thousand times. <laughs> Everybody, it's like, I'm seriously, I'm like chopping like tomatoes and like there's so many different things I'm doing and I'm trying to tune into everybody and just that's that's my way of just supporting and being in touch with what you guys are doing and I see you I'm watching you I hear you guys feedback you guys are like you know the developers could do this and this I'm like you know that's true <laughs> <laughs> you know and sometimes like that's not fair like you don't know what's happening on this side like we, we got exactly you. fair enough, fair enough. I'm working so hard to make this the most amazing game that we can make it like 100% of our effort is going behind this and I'm just so excited to be able to open up like I I never thought it was possible to be as open as you're developing something with the community and work together because essentially what we're doing is working you guys are putting things out there we're hearing those things we're evaluating those things does that work does it not work it's implementing. So there's this exchange between the community and the developers and what we're creating. We see it all, you know, I'm amazed by like the wiki team, like who would have thought like this entire game would be cataloged to that level of detail. There are presentations. Okay. That we share with like, look at what our community is building and people are like, what in the world? <laughs> like the level of like all the things you guys are cataloging and it just like, I am every single day. I am never, I never take it for granted. The people that are working to make this, we have like the most amazing moderators that are spending their time helping people, onboarding them. We have amazing Mm -hmm. members who are working behind the scenes so much. Like I'm just, you know, I'm just. This entire TV verse is. It's it's so many people. yeah, it takes an army or it takes a village, but um, it's definitely paying off. And we can see that like unfolding yeah. I, every day. And as this game develops, I'm, it's incredible what you guys are creating and cultivating. And it's incredible to see the community as engaged as you guys are. And I, I mean that sincerely because 
Um, I also want to give a shout out to the people at um, the Facebook fan groups. Like we have, like I'm, like I personally, I'm not on Facebook, so I'm not as. Pushy, I'm only on Facebook to shill coin hunt. <laughs> <laughs> In the fan group. <laughs> No, I'm blown away because I'm like, I look and I'm like, oh my gosh, like I maybe might follow Discord, but then I look at Facebook and I see Roots Naturally, I see, I see Anna, I see Smooshy, I see all these people like working on this, like this entirely other world. I see Reddit, I see people tweeting. It's just like, it's grown beyond a wild stream. TikTok, yeah. you know, it's. It's amazing. And I just like, that's one thing I think we did right was we opened it up to the community. So yeah, whatever you want to do, create it, run with it. So many, so by the way, so many games want to control their narrative. Like, oh no, it has to be officially come from us. But in this, we kind of flipped up, up, upside down and said, let the community just kind of run with it. You know? And it's crazy because like, I've played plenty of games before um, and I've, you know, gotten involved in so many different activities in my life I have never had such a like desire to be a creator for something as I did for this like from the beginning like as soon as IT guy started his podcast I, was, I messaged him right away I was like hey if you ever want a newbie on your show I will I, like just interview me I'll be there like I just yeah. wanted to be a part of it it just yeah it just like pulled me in I was like I have to do something I joined the wiki team after like a week of playing the game like I just had to be a part of it this wiki team like you guys are seriously intense I'm like organization which you guys are doing like I I saw one I mean I I don't follow everything but I saw some of your like calls that you broadcast like oh my gosh these people are seriously organized okay (laughs) This is, this is like, I've never seen anything like this. It's crazy. And, I mean, and I love lot, that there's so many. To... Oh, K-Hag and Marlov. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Marlov, everybody, like Little Pinguini, um, like all these dumplings. people are I speak full nerd. of dumplings. Exactly. Yeah. Everybody's I mean, in it. Yes. Yeah. There's some ladies up in there too that are um, steering that shit. There's actually a so, really high percentage we are. of the ladies of the hunt. <laughs> Oh, on really? the wiki team like like there's i i would like 100 percent of police <laughs> well yeah that's not oh, what i mean nice. i just mean generally ladies that hunt like oh yes, almost, yeah most of them that i know in the game like are also on the wiki team like yeah there's we're all about contributing and yeah gathering those beans it's i'm so excited for when we get our first like philippine and el salvador and salvadorian creators out like i think that'll be awesome that's you know actually i've seen some pop up um i don't know the names i really haven't seen them in discord so i don't know if they're in the um uh el salvador discord or not but i've seen some and i'm like oh this is pretty cool and i don't know if it's because um like youtube or some of the other platforms filter out for spanish language but it's definitely like i'll change some of my um settings and then i'll see things pop up and i'm like wow i had no idea this was here um but yeah it's just it's just amazing and so i just try to put a notification so um if i see something and it's point hunt world related i try to check it out see what you know people are representing and just show up for them yeah i i'm yeah. so impressed with everyone i love it <laughs> yeah. 
So you guys are doing an awesome job. Like I saw your first episode. I've seen, I think I've seen every episode. I think I may have missed one, but if I don't catch it when it's live streaming, I try to come back and see it. Um, and then uh, the only thing I'm afraid of is like, how am I going to keep up with this? Because what happens if you have like hundreds? And then I'm like, I'm so sorry. I missed your live stream. You're right. <laughs> so we got some info in the chat from Bearded Ant Hunter, um, yeah. who is our, our Spanish Salvador, translator. Mod, yeah. Let me see. He says, uh, there is one Salvadorian YouTuber, uh, Nemesi1992, has been putting out YouTube videos. Uh, so shout out to him. So awesome. We'll have to check that out. Definitely. Yes. Definitely. Yes. Definitely. Coin hunters support other coin hunters. <laughs> I've listened That's for to sure. every single episode of everything I could possibly find. Um, as long as it was audio-based. Video-based stuff is a little bit more difficult. So... My suggestion mm -hmm. to those that have video uh, video only stuff, you can actually drag and drop your video file into Spotify and turn it into a podcast if you want more listeners and then more people will listen to you because I'm always looking for more stuff to listen to while I'm walking. Yes. So, yep. yes. yeah. I do, I do sometimes where I just, even if it's on YouTube, because I know we have a couple um, like coin hunters uh, Life the Impaler. He's like yes. making regular videos. Mm -hmm. So sometimes I'll just listen on my headphones, but like I'm yeah. like doing my walk. So I just turn some stuff into listenable. So like, you know, I just hear, I may not see it, but yeah, if you can push it to all the platforms, go ahead and do that. Cause some people won't, you know, go to YouTube. They'll just use Spotify or another exactly. you know, streaming platform. Well, and that's why yeah. I wanted to do it this way from the beginning. Like, I know there's a lot of people on Twitch and there's people that yeah. do all different kinds of things. But this, like, there's there's no YouTube. There was no YouTube live. And so I wanted to make sure we had a YouTube live. And then I can push it everywhere else. Uh, so you can find it on Facebook. You can find it on Spotify. You can find it on Google Podcasts. Like, and, yeah, that way people don't have to, you know, they don't have to miss it because it doesn't fit what they do i know there's all types of learners out there so there's also all types of <laughs> yes. consumers out there all the meetings yeah how do you guys feel about a quick bathroom break <laughs> that that beer get you <laughs> <laughs> a little, maybe a little bit maybe a little okay bit. so is it like a, a five minute break or a few minute break oh yeah like less than a minute Unless anybody needs more time. As long as the time as you need, I can put our bathroom break up. And then once all three of us are back, we can just go again. Okay. Sounds good. How about a two minute break? That sounds good. That works for us. Yeah. All right. Kevo, announce our BRB bathroom break. Where are you, Kevo? <laughs> shout out to kevo with the memes man and yeah. all these cubies and our, like, awesome, our logo yes he is yeah. it's impressing it it is like yeah. all I, of I, my I graphic see, design I like. see your work <laughs> all right guys fashion break we'll be back okay there it is thank you kevo <laughs> and we're back Hey, thanks everybody for bearing with us. 
Yeah. Yeah, Bone, I love that you uh, love the cauldron sounds. I <laughs> I do too. <laughs> They're so perfect. So, Renee, I don't know if you noticed, but the, the sound effects that go along with our intro and our bathroom break are pulled straight out of the game. So. <laughs> okay, to be honest, the first time I heard the podcast, I was like, that's such a weird sound. Like, I feel like I'm in, like, a... Um... <laughs> Like, I don't know why I used to think, like, teenage people Upside down? In, like, the, oh, yes! like, the um, gutters or something. Like, what kind of weird sound is this? And then, recess, <laughs> illusionary recess to me. Oh, I'm going to power. I don't want to lose you guys. I need to Uh-oh. charge this. Okay. Um, well, if I drop off, I think I still have some time. I'm using his computer. Illusion <laughs> Weaver, we need to charge Weaver tech support. Um <laughs> But, um, yeah, I was, he's like, no, that's the sound of the cauldron. I was like, whoa, okay, that's cool. Yeah, and I've got the QB crane sound in the intro, along with the uh, answering a trivia question correctly sound. And then when uh, someone subscribes, we get, like, the QB cheer. And then when someone donates, we get the crypto. And, yeah, it's all good. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> It was a huge learning process building out this stream. <laughs> Maybe not as much as all the trivia you do, but it was a huge learning process for me. Yeah. For sure, Corky, it was done so much work in, in making this as, like, amazing as it is. Yeah. And this is, this is not my background. <laughs> no, with the assist of K-Hag, it's, it's, you're making it look so easy, Corky. <laughs> Well, and that's my favorite thing about this game. It's taught me so much in so many different areas, like not just the trivia, but I've learned about streaming. I've learned about coding because of the wiki, like all this stuff. It's so cool. That's so cool. Anyway, also, uh, on my weight loss goals, I've officially, as of today, lost nine and a half pounds since walking started. Wow. Congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> good job so hopefully next what week it? i can call it, was, it 10 yeah was what it? was it last week it was eight right eight yeah it yeah yeah i've had the help of the 102 degree days so <laughs> oh man i uh, and i'm hope that you're like replenishing and you know like we told everybody like you gotta you know it, I drink a ton of water. You're going to gain a little bit. Yeah, you're going to gain a little <laughs> bit, but make sure you're taking care of your body too because when you're working out this hard and burning all of these calories, you have to replenish. There was actually one day that I was maybe – because I do my six and a half miles all at once because otherwise I won't go and do the rest of it if I break it up. <laughs> I just got to get mm-hmm. it done. So uh, it was. I was maybe like 45 minutes to the end of my walk and I had to call my boyfriend and say hey can you bring me more water (laughs) because I've already run out of my water and it is way too hot and I'm not going to make it otherwise and normally like my water bottle I won't even finish it on a walk but that day it was just it was too hot I went out too late it was like I'm never doing this again (laughs) it's so important when we start oh yeah it's a whole new strategy, the, these walking goals. Like, we have a whole new strategy to this game. <laughs> and I it's also so got some uh, interestingly intense blisters on my feet the past couple days. So I think the kangaroo shoes. From kangaroo going, shoes? Yeah, I think those are going in the trash. <laughs> well, guess this. 
Um, uh, another one of my uh, coworkers at, at work um, just purchased her first pair of hokas. Nice. <laughs> so she came in with the bag of um, the shoes and she was like, oh, yeah, I just got my first pair today. They're like these super shiny. I was like, no, no, no. I already know what they are. <laughs> <laughs> I already know. <laughs> but they are super cute. And well, so, and yeah. I don't have hopefully. to get the hokas yet because I actually was peeking around in my closet and came across my really old pair of running shoes that I wore for like, I don't know, a year or so. But they're still like... I wore them inside running on a treadmill. So they're in like perfect <laughs> condition. So those yeah. will be the next shoes. They're in perfect. Yeah. They should probably be like have most of the tread on them. Right. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're still fine. That's right. <laughs> awesome. Back, but back then I was doing a mile, not six and a half miles. So it was just a mile every day. And I thought I was a badass then. I'm like, <laughs> old me's got nothing on new me. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Wait, so um, picking up where we left off, Corkio, you always have like the best sights and experiences while oh. on your hunt slash walk. So, I gotta know. <laughs> so yeah, we uh, I had like a little taste of. So I think there's a lot of Californians moving to Oklahoma. There's like this connection between California and Oklahoma. Um, and people tend to move back and forth a lot. Um, and actually, my boyfriend, um, you were talking about Irvine, Renee. My boyfriend actually went to uh, what is now Vanguard over there next to UC Irvine. Uh, back okay, then, so that's the school. That's the school. Yeah. It was called okay, something okay. different back then. Now it's called Vanguard. I don't remember. Okay. I don't know what it was called. But, Yeah. Um, so anyway, so I'm sure we're, I can tell we're getting an influx of Californians because I saw something I would never have seen a few years ago on the bike path. It was a girl, she was, she was like a millennial or maybe she was like in her twenties or something and she's riding a bike and she's got one of those like baby backpacks, you know, like that Mm -hmm. you, where you wear your kid but facing outwards, so they're like, you know, they're on your chest. But facing, facing the outwards. world. Yeah. But there yes. was a, a Yorkie in it. Wow. <laughs> it was a cute little Yorkie, so she was riding her bike with her Yorkie strapped to her chest. And I'm like, oh my god, I, I'm all for it. I love it. But it's oh like... My god. <laughs> it was just so funny. I mean, you never would have seen that in Oklahoma, because like... Okies are such just general, basic, kind of down-to-earth people. Mm. First of all, most Okies don't own Yorkies because they're kind of like cute little dog. You know, that's that's more of a California thing, but I love it. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> yeah. So, oh, that's and... Good. So I also put on this list, you might be wondering why I put mystery boxes on my on my sites I've seen list. I didn't see mystery mm-hmm. boxes, but RN Jesus <laughs> no. was wonderful to me this week. I got the 50 keys three times in the last oh. week. Three Whoa. times. Oh my Jesus. Oh my RN Jesus. <laughs> I, just, I just wish it was an event. Like why doesn't RN Jesus visit me during events? 
Like, I'd rather have that than the keys, but I'll take the keys. I'm not complaining. Yeah, that's, that's impressive. I got 150 this week. I was like, oh, I got a 50. I was so excited. So the fact that you got three of them, that's, uh, that's nature. Yeah. It, that it blew my major. mind because before this week, I'd only ever gotten one. So mm. it had been like a month and oh, a half wow. and only gotten one. And then I got three in a week. So you're trying to Jesus for you. <laughs> yeah. I know. But please don't, please don't mess with the race though. Don't worry. Nothing suspicious here. <laughs> I, I have a very defined route. I will spend the extra keys on key sinks. Guaranteed. So. <laughs> yeah. We're just stacking. We're just stacking. So, Mama, well, um, anything interesting? Yeah. It, um, this week was pretty interesting on our in our neck of the woods. Um, yesterday, actually, it wasn't while we were walking. Luckily, I'd already taken the dogs out for a walk. Um, but I was... Uh, I had to go into work for a few hours. And then... Um, I, I luckily, you know, left a little bit early and around uh, around six o'clock yesterday, I'm on my way home and I, I'm on the phone with Marvin's house, actually, because we're like, OK, one more day till he comes home because he was in Denver for the past 10 days, um, was super excited. Uh, he had some fires out in Colorado that um, if you're in Denver, it kind of like sinks into a bowl because there's mountains on both sides. So he was saying how like the air quality has been a little rough and. Um, but he went out and like did walking quests on all of like his off time and was, uh, ended up placing fifth or he is fifth now in Colorado, which was really cool. Um, but getting back on like the fire and the air quality and everything. So I'm talking to him on my way home and I see like plumes of smoke as I'm driving home coming from like our direction where our house is. Um, so immediately I'm like, I gotta go. Like, I don't know where the smoke is coming from, but I'm instantly went into like mama roll. Like my dogs are in the house. <laughs> I need to figure out where the smoke is coming from. And it was literally six blocks away from us um, on the bluffs where I told you, like kind of there's a hill that separates us from the, the ocean on that hill was a breakout fire on the bluffs and they had the whole area shut down yesterday and um our entire it's kind of like our our walking path like where the bluffs are so um decided against going out for um, the walking goals that yeah the, the second round because uh, i got so nervous <laughs> but everybody is okay nobody got evacuated they put it out really quickly um but yeah that was pretty interesting <laughs> i was like what is going on Wow. Um, but yeah, just a little guy that happens quite a bit in California. <laughs> but, um, thanks, climate change. Uh, yeah, <laughs> thanks a lot. So surprisingly enough, when we're right by the ocean, it, it happens quite a bit. Yeah. Um, we need more rain. Yeah. Okay, so for accountability buddies, um, I don't know that I've seen Zenny in the chat today. Maybe we're missing Zenny. Um, but just a quick shout out to Zenny to see if they have done their walking goals every day. Um, uh, they reached out afterwards after the last stream and said that they only missed one day, but even on the day that they missed getting all eight of their goals, they still got to six. So 
that's pretty cool. That's so, impressive. Good job, Zenny. Keep it up. <laughs> okay. Um, I added a new thing to our little um, section of things that we might want to go over. Uh, so you you might have had a question well, really about quick. what this is. Oh, I do. I do. But I want to do just a quick shop talk with okay. Renee because – Renee does have a very exclusive auction house or item that could be exclusive to the auction house. <laughs> and if this is off limits, you can totally say like, listen, the vampire is closed and yeah, that's sealed. But I have to know, do you have plans to, um, are, are you kind of waiting to collect resources through events for the vampire. I know there's a lot of hunters that want to get their hands on a vampire QB, so... I would love to print vampire QBs. Um, So, for me, I just have to compete in the auction house, but I'm in a weird position because I don't want to out-compete somebody for a resource when I know they're also really hunting for it. So it's kind of like being in the position of a developer. Like, sure, it could just, like, outbid you, but then, you know, I don't want them to feel like that but then there are other hunters that are like when are we going to get vampire cubies when are we going to get vampire cubies and then I'm thinking especially when Manel is buying up all the blood (laughs) I wasn't going to say names but (laughs) I'm going to drop them right here I have to yeah oh oh, do you yes Um, okay well I'm not going to say well I don't I probably shouldn't say but I have I have a bid so I like to just get in when there's three clocks put my bid in, put a comfortable bid in, and then just leave it alone. But I'm always yeah. outbid um, when it comes to the blood. Mm-hmm. So you got to um, get a little bit more comfortable with a little higher bid then. Yeah, so I just have to come out crazy. <laughs> like, like, there's no way you would even think of bidding on this. But then that would look like to some people what I call like a key, key, key exchange. Right. Like, I'm, not, I'm not trying to do that. I just want to. You're going to get like, banned for key exchanges. I just want to make sure there's no, there's no doubt that this is my blood. Okay. My, <laughs> I don't, I'm going to come in day one. I'm just going to claim it and leave it alone. I don't care if I'm out, out, you know, I'm overpaying for out it. Out blood. Out blood. Yeah. <laughs> so that's, that's the only expectation. I feel like I have enough, um, uh, magical fabric to do it, but I don't have enough blood, and blood is just yeah. I'm constantly outbid. So, I'll bid. Okay, so you are you want to leave the you blood are, alone, like, and I can make it happen. Yeah, let's let me see it's how much blood I have. How much blood do you need? I don't even remember what the um, recipe is. Has well, it right been now, changed? I currently have like uh, I'll just I'll just put it all out there, but like I currently have two bids. I'm the only blood that's there, although a new blood appeared. Ooh, active bucket. bids? Oh heck yeah, yeah! I have two active bids right now, but it's you know, we and always I always get our bid. Yeah, I know the player, which we shall not name, shall come in and snipe it. He'll <laughs> like take it over. Nina, Lena, you better knock it off. <laughs> <laughs> so let's Wait, see. So- Somebody post- Blood, How much right? is needed for the the print, though? Is it? I think it's a hundred. I only need one hundred blood. Oh, okay. So I have three hundred and ten. Okay. Want some? 
<laughs> well, okay, but it, see, I don't even know. Is this some sort of like, I don't know if I'm breaking the terms by like, how like, um, what's the word? Like not cooperating, but like we're, um, we don't inspired. even have to do that. I'll just, I'll just put some out there in the next couple of days. If you want to bid on it, bid on it. And if not, Manel will. Uh-huh. <laughs> that's the thing i just i just bid that's the thing he's definitely watching <laughs> here's the thing i always like to bid when there are no other bids i like to just be the first person in and the reason is because you know i don't want my name to pop up as somebody that's constantly outbidding somebody else so i just try to put in what i feel is a reasonable fair bid comfortable replace yeah. it and then if i'm outbid i'm like let let that player have it um, but you know that's resulted in never not being able to print this uh, QB. <laughs> so, see you guys. This is what happens. <laughs> what yeah. time of the day do you usually check the auction house? I'll just make sure I put put it well, up there before. I mean, I'll check. I'll check in the morning, but I don't check. I'm not. I don't check it daily. I'll just say every couple of days I'll come in. Is there any more blood? Okay, let me place a bid. And then, you know, it's always taken. <laughs> All right. Well, just keep keep your eyes on the auction house in the next couple of days. I'll, I'll put some up there. Because what am I going to do with it? I mean, I'm not going to put all of it up there, of course. But I'll put some up. I got hold, hold on to something because you never know. With this oh, yeah. game, always surprises, right? So you never want to be yeah. out of a resource. Yeah. No, mm-hmm. I know. I know. Even when I sold some cocktails to Zach for the um, second legendary print, I kept a few of those. Because mm-hmm. I don't know when I'm going to eat those. You never know. Illusion <laughs> yeah. always has something up his sleeve. So. I know. <laughs> I know. Perfectly <laughs> said. Perfectly <laughs> said. <Yes. laughs> hey, ladies, my battery is going to die, and I'm going to need to find his charger. So um, I probably have like five more minutes before okay. I have to. Perfect. We're like, actually pretty much at the end. So, yes, we are. Hit that search so, term. Of- Yes, the the weird thing that YouTube does in its analytics, which I found, is YouTube will tell you what your audience is searching for. So, and I like this because then it tells me a little bit about our audience. And I guess they want, they offer you that so you can stay relevant. Um, (laughs) So I noticed that some, at least someone in our audience, um, is searching Hyundai Ionic 5s. And I must applaud you because that is my dream car currently. Um, I mean, it is definitely a better electric car than a Tesla, in my opinion. So if you're searching it and you're interested, you should definitely pull the trigger. I would if I could afford to. So do you guys know about this car? I think Toasty's got one. No. Yes. I know about it from Toasty's getting one. Oh, okay. Maybe so, Toasties was the viewer that was searching them on the internet. Who knows? No, I think like after he, he, he's already had it for. He, I hate to say that he bought it specifically for Coin Hunt World, but Coin Hunt World definitely like throttled him in that direction. Okay, I bought this phone specifically for Coin Hunt World. I mean, <laughs> you know, it happens. Phone, car. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, it's an $1,800 phone, though. This is but, true. Uh, Neither devices are cheap. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. But yeah, full electric car, awesome, like creature comforts from a company that actually has been building cars for a while. So they know what people actually like in a car. Teslas are wonderful. But the fact that their seats are not perforated in your ass 
drenches in sweat on a hot day is miserable. Okay, that's, <laughs> yeah. oddly, that's oddly specific. So it happens all the <laughs> yeah, time. The it's so bad because they're like they're vegan leather, so they mm. don't breathe and they're not perforated. So it's like it's miserable. Mm. Everything else about the car is pretty awesome for the most part. There's some things I would tweak, but the except the smell. <laughs> The Hyundai's actually have air-conditioned seats. So for Ooh, those of you nice. in hot climates, like, that's pretty uh, awesome. Yeah. So nice. anyway, uh, I'll I'll bring up another search term for next week. We'll see what y'all are looking at. Because I'm kind of curious what everyone's, like, searching for on YouTube. I, you know, tells us a little yeah. bit about our audience. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I want to know about <clears throat> how Stop Sign Saturday went. I think that's our end on a positive note, right? Yeah. I mean, at least Renee, I, we'd obviously love to get your, um, cause I'm certain coin hunt worlds has had a positive impact on your life, illusion weaver's life and overall. Um, yeah. but I just wanted, as we're talking about the community, um, the, the collective unity that, community has so much so that we like can create an entire day based on like a twitter theme of stop signs and so many people like were tweeting retweeting sharing the love like it spread around so much and mom loves you was a big part of that uh berserker was a big part of that sam was a big part of that um and i just thought it was so cool like one small thought and like just consistency spread across an entire community and how quickly like the um, camaraderie can set in and, and spread is yeah. that's my positive impact. And I hunted on Saturday. World had this as we completely <laughs> forgot. <laughs> Fair enough. I was retweeting. I didn't get a chance to hunt, but I was retweeting and there were some good stop signs out there and <laughs> a lot, a lot of them. <laughs> I'll get them this time. No, yeah. I think mom loves you. I'm just, um, uh, you may not know this, but I helped her set up her Twitter, and I was like oh, giving some feedback. And so now she's just like she's way running. Like they created a monster. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like I'm looking at her Twitter. I'm like, what in the world? You know. So, yeah. So, but I know she was like pushing um, the stop signs, and yeah, I think she was very happy with it. So I wasn't like I'm not active on Twitter. And mm-hmm. so, um, but, you know, just seeing what the community was doing was pretty, it was pretty amazing. So. Nice. Yeah. Well, right. guys. I, I think that's a wrap, right? Yeah. Yes. Thank thanks you so much. much. Renee, we can't thank you enough for taking yeah. the time to come on the show and um, get to know you a little bit more, but also kind of uh, inform the community on all of the trivia things and um, just, yeah, all of your background information. It's, it's so good to get to know you better. Thank you so much for having me. It was fun. And um, yeah, I, I'm staying with us so long. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) I know. I Um, hope we can have you and mom on together soon, maybe for a little mother's day episode (laughs) next year or something like that. (laughs) We still still find ourselves here. Thank you guys for having me. I feel like it'd be so fun. Yeah, I think, I think it would be fun. 
But thank you guys for having me. I'm so excited to see where your podcast goes. Oh my gosh, my battery is literally dying. And I have a, yep, it's probably my go any moment, but I love what you guys are doing. Keep up the good work. And you guys are going to look back on this and just, you know, this was the genesis that was all happening. So, yes. so enjoy the ride. We love Thanks you. Thank world. you so much. Ditto. Thank you. Bye. Thank you, Renee. Thank you for being here. Bye, everybody. Bye. Thank you Bye. For joining Bye. Us. We'll Take see care. you on Saturday. Yeah. Okay.